Fernando Madrigal joins me to conclude our talk about the best of 2013. Last week was video games and music, and this week is TV and film. That's today on the Debatable Podcast. To where Fernando and I, where we live, no, where we live. Yeah. Uh, if there's a boathouse, <laughs> if there's, <laughs> yeah, shut up, shut up. Yeah, it's in our wheelhouse. It's in our wheelhouse. No, yeah. uh, what were we saying? Uh, no. I'm just let's gonna... start. Let's talk to talk about television in 2013. 
Okay. Which is... Can't talk about television 13 without starting with Netflix. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, I think that, uh, you know, I've been saying this for for a couple years, and it's it's becoming true as the years go by. It's become so saturated yeah. with good stuff, it's hard to watch all the good stuff. I think it's also gotten... Uh, I mean, it's been like this for a while, but, like, everything is just sort of formulaic, and we're getting a lot of stuff that's, like good but not great so it's sort yeah. of just like this mediocre malaise of like oh yeah. you watch this show well if you're not yeah. into that sort of like yeah. if you're not really into cop drama mm-hmm. or something like that has to be your taste yeah. and then from that to that point yeah yeah and from that point the 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 problem has always been that first season and yeah. not just from a viewer's perspective but if the first season doesn't do well it's not yeah. going to get renewed and that's always a problem for a show to develop and who knows what the fourth season of uh what's that show um that uh andre brower was on uh, military Nine Nine. Show. oh last resort last resort yeah. who would have known what, what that fourth season fourth, fourth time season travel <laughs> yeah we already know yeah, exactly <laughs> they're all on the island right? <laughs> exactly but like shows like that yeah. if, if you're not given now right out the gate you can tell shows that are not um for a better for the sake of a better term talented yeah you know they don't like they're they're done as kind of Jobs. They're yeah. not done as passion pieces. Right. Bates Motel came out this year, and it was I stuck with it all the really? way through. I stuck with it. Did you call the cues, love? Uh, Carlton Cues and you met him one time. Did you go to yeah. that thing at uh, this uh, where no, we work at? No, 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 I did not go to that. Okay. Uh, but no, well, I met him. Yeah. I, gave, I gave it. I gave it. I gave it a shake, and mm-hmm. it was. It was that that when you ask me, Greg, why don't you watch first seasons of shows, or right. why do you find it difficult? It's shows like that. I I regret the time it's taken out of my life. Oh, okay. So uh, it's got Charlie from Charlie and the Fact Chocolate Fact. How could you not love it? Do you have honorable mentions? I have two. Uh, I have three because I thought of one on the okay. way here. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about our honorable mentions for okay. TV of 2013. All right. Just because uh, I like sort of what that network did with this guy. Uh, Real House Husbands of Hollywood on BET. Uh, it's pretty much Kevin Hart's Kirby mm-hmm. Enthusiasm. Right. Uh, the writing isn't that strong, but then... Now that I think about it, I'm also like, I've never been the biggest Curve fan because so much of it is improvised, so like yeah. the structure is in there, right. so that could be a problem. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it doesn't hit on all cylinders, but it's still good. It's uh, just, you know, as a black man, it's good to see <laughs> positive black character. Oh, no, it's not really all that positive. But it's fun. But it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's fun. Like, you can tell they're having a lot of fun with it. It's a lot of meta inside, inside joke stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to, wait, cut, cut right here, Greg. Go back to the GTA stuff. It's all meta. It's yeah, yeah, sure, shit. sure, sure. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's like a bunch of meta humor. Everybody's playing off of, like... As somebody who likes meta humor, like, you you see, like, uh, there was somebody on there, or, or they, somebody comes on there, and you're like, I want, I would want them to make that joke about this person, mm-hmm. and they make that joke about this person. Right. Like, they don't... Right. They don't... Uh, um, they sort of say... They don't... They, they're not precious about their, their images or anything. Uh, so it's just a fun show. Uh, I think the... I think the first season and the second season are now both there this year. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fun, it's good to see uh, uh, Kevin Hart sort of, and, and then BET sort of embracing him and being like, you're going to be mm-hmm. the face of, of our of our network and not going somewhere else where he would have just been swallowed up by the system. Right. Um, 
I, I thought about, again, going through a lot of the best of year stuff. I almost forgot about this show. But the fourth season was really good, Justified. Yeah, um, definitely. That's one of my honorable mentions also. Yeah, it's, it's one of those shows that I... For some, I, I like it, but it's like I, I, I described it before as like a really good burger. Right. Like it's like you know what you're gonna get. It's it's not McDonald's or anything, but it's not, you know, Ruth's Chris or some fancy restaurant. I wish I would have said like Red Lobster. <laughs> just like it's not like Red Lobster or anything. Yeah, but it's no, just, it's always been a solid, yeah, a solid, solid show. It's never, it's always given you that uh, deliver on that expectations yeah. of uh, of a good drama and yeah. and funny parts and good action. They have good yeah. action. Yeah. But yeah, it's never been. It's it's like having, like you said, like a great yeah. hamburger. That yeah. relationship between Boyd yeah. and and Raylan is always great. It's amazing. And they just need to do more with Tim and and, and uh, um the black woman Rachel. Yeah, yeah. They, they did. did like they're, all they, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. They, After they that season year. one, they tried yeah, yeah. you know a little bit every year. And, yeah, uh, and then it just never like they tried this year with Tim and Colt. Uh, yeah, uh, they'd had that stuff, but yeah. Poor Rachel. Never yeah. gets anything to do. Yeah. It was, a, it was, and it was, and it was good with uh, Jim Beaver on there. Yeah, I love him. He's yeah, great. You love Beaver, don't I you? I love Beaver. <laughs> I love him on Supernatural, and yeah. I love him on this. Yeah. Uh, and then my, it, it sort of pains me that this isn't in my top five. But Mad Men, it just, it was sort of a down year for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, me too. It's, it's in my honorable mentions, yeah. and and I tried to. I was like, oh, why yeah. is this? But I think that yeah, that's that is almost transitionary. You yeah. Know, tra- tra- transition. But I, yeah. I think I, I think I did like about this season, and it was on my top five until something bumped it off. But it was like that they did the thing with doubling, so you get like like if you think about this season, there's so much other things have happened in the rest of the series. Pete finds out about one of his coworkers not mm. being who he is. Uh, Don fucks a woman. <laughs> no, yeah. no, like uh, uh, yeah. it's a major plot line. Yeah, exactly. Um, but stuff like that that I can't but remember it, right now. In a way, oh, or like. Uh, uh, Don acts impulsively and in, in, uh, and they and they blow up blow up the the, the company and start yeah. and, and yeah they have that merger. Yeah, it's also in a, in a in a weird way. It's kind of a culmination of where the seasons are building, but it's yeah. almost like ripping it down and starting anew. Yeah, yeah, because you're getting that end, especially with him finally kind of merging with. Dick Whit, yeah. Dick Whitman, and yeah. wanting to show his kids where he came from. Yeah, not not so, being able yeah. to, to to hold it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have a happy ending? Hey, good. I mean, I I think what Matthew Weiner is doing in this show, and I've heard him say this before, is sort of like it's cut to black. No, no it's not. Black. There's not going to be like a. There's not going to be like a Jimi Hendrix playing <laughs> and then cut to black. No, no. Like I think I think he's he's gonna. I think this show is about in some way like that white men always have a good so it's like sure, no yeah. matter what and I think like I actually think he's gonna play something that's gonna sound like 1960 like yeah. it's gonna end like at 1970 but it's gonna be like Sinatra you're gonna be like cause it's it's about these people's lives and like like we're getting to that age where like all of our taste and things have uh, crystallized. Yeah. So we're not there's there's not like some new thing like what's Instagram or, or what's the one yeah I think Instagram's the thing I'm like I'm just not gonna learn I'm not gonna get a new Snapchat. account. Yeah, I'm not gonna get no, but that <laughs> shit's gone. Yeah, like I'm not gonna get a new account. I'm done. Like yeah, if if something yeah. comes to replace Twitter, I'm probably you're gonna have to like right. nail it. So it's about those people whose whose stuff is crystallized. You know what I want what? for season five of The Wire? I wrote for you and Dan <laughs> a proposed ending to season five of The Wire. 
Do you remember this? I the, think what the did, finale yeah, was. Yeah. I even had. Oh, it was before. I yeah, it was before it, it, the it aired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I even had musical choice for the final montage yep. and everything in there. Yeah. I need you to write that to write final that, scene okay. for for Mad Men season. Okay. Is, it, is it ending after this one? <laughs> See, they're, they're doing that stupid gonna have half half and half. Yeah, yeah. So it's ending in twenty was it twenty fifteen? Okay, I need you to write do, that. Yeah, we're gonna do seven and seven or something. This like is that. the 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 rest of the goodness uh i oh by the way i never got around to seeing orphan black or the bridge both okay. of them i hear the bridge was amazing the bridge was a lot like the the killing where it started off strong mm-hmm. and then they were petered out a little bit yeah petered out but then toward the end they so they just ratted it a little bit but it was yeah like there's there's interesting stuff in there and like mm-hmm. maybe in the second season they'll get to it but it sort of petered out, yeah. Comedy Bang Bang season two was actually uh, I, the first season I loved. To say that Comedy Bang Bang season two is an improvement mm-hmm. is amazing. It's it's really funny uh, very often. Mm-hmm. When it isn't funny, it's smart. Okay. So even when it's not funny, you're like, I, I like what they're trying to do. It's okay. clever, okay? And for someone who likes meta humor, you, you, you watching it, you okay. have to. You have to get around to it. Even if you don't listen to the podcast for anybody out there you don't have to listen to the podcast to watch that show okay. you're not gonna miss a lot okay? okay uh house of cards of course i mean it was one of the biggest hits for netflix this year people can't remember it because they watched it all at once no but that's the thing we were talking about we've gotten to a place where like the binging yeah no no we've gotten to a place where like the stuff is just mediocre it's like it's like template like White anti-hero. I I really liked it. I think like the, the first thing is him really... killing a dog. It's like is this the place we got to? What you want him to get to the uh, to to what season four where uh, where what's his name from uh, uh, the shield killed the cat. Oh uh, yeah, Dutch. Yeah, yeah, Dutch. yeah, yeah. You want you want four seasons before he kills a dog? Yeah, like, <laughs> the build up to it. Like oh come on, they shot in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I I liked it. I thought the drama was good. I thought the political like the, shit was, in- the shit was racist. They only have a man Absol- serving serving wings or ribs. I was like, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Spacey is gay. It evens it out. It evens out the playing field. He is gay. Yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think the political intrigue is good. I, I what I like is that it's doing that thing of really good um, con man movies or yeah. mysteries where it it's spinning this story and. And doing a good job of paying it off. There's a mm-hmm. good, you know, trail that you're. But I think like following. Yeah, I, I don't think the payoff was that good either. Like when well, you see what his ultimate plan was, you're kind of like, yeah. But the, it, it was, it was. There were points in it where there were like a lot of dominoes had yeah. to fall, and it was like it got a little. Uh, suspension of disbelief. One thing it did great, and one thing it did horribly. Yeah. One thing it did great, making text messages <laughs> awesome on screen. First of all, Larry Crown did that about three years ago. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Uh, and then what it did horribly, I did not like the talking to the camera. I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind it as much, as, much not as, a fan. as most people. I only liked that in one thing, and that's Ferris Bueller. I don't need anything else. Uh, I liked it in Save by the Bell more. Thanks. <laughs> uh, the Americans also... Yeah, uh, that should have been modeled. A really good, a really good season. Yeah, yeah, a really good, season. really good first season. Yeah. Um, the league season five was really spotty. 
in parts, uh, but some like now it's kind of showing its skeleton. Like you mm-hmm. can see the formula of an episode, okay. so you can see how this is gonna. So this character is always gonna do this. This character and this relationship is always gonna do that. So okay. you, you're now seeing behind the the um, the, you the, the, the stage. You can yeah. see the mechanism. Yeah, uh, there was one of the funniest episodes of television I've ever seen on the league this season and it was written by Jason Manzukis and Seth Rogen and okay. it has absolutely nothing to do with the show universe it's yeah. just them on a road trip doing some fucked up shit and it's hilarious <laughs> oh um, Mad Men we already talked about oh, yeah. Supernatural in 2013 okay had a lot of troubles. Uh, I was talking to Monique about this. Is one of her favorite shows. She turned me on to this. Yeah. Become a big fan of it. Uh, they faltered in season six and season seven, and even parts of season eight were kind of fillery. Uh, but in se- at the end of season eight into the season nine, which yeah. is 2013, yeah, that's yeah. in their seasons. They've really done a good job of resetting and okay. getting back to what was really good about that show, and it's really intriguing now. And as far as uh, action and story go, it's it's fantastic. It's right. It's corrected itself yeah. right at the ship mm-hmm. um, I'm not done with Boardwalk Empire season 4 but I really really yeah. like it so uh, yeah I was it was alright I, I didn't uh, I think a lot of people sort of got to the finale and saw how it paid off but I mean I didn't I didn't the, the actual finale was good uh, one of their strongest finales but the stuff leading up to it was just as strong as the stuff in season 3 mm-hmm. not as good as the stuff in season 2 for me I think uh, we were talking about this earlier the 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 point in season three where Capone shows up at the end, that's was like, oh, that was sort of a neat thing. I was like, oh, this is how they're bridging these stories. Yeah. That's good. But then... Season three, as I'm watching it... Uh, season four or season No, three? I'm season three when we were talking oh, yeah, about yeah. season three. Season three, as I'm watching it, I'm like, man, it's got great moments. But uh, the whole season, I'm like, okay. After every episode, I'm like, okay. But I think between last season and this season, everybody who watched the show and everybody who's going to watch season four was like, okay, now I know how this show works. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're always going to do the same thing. They know, they the, what the, they know what the formula is, yeah, the expectation. Yeah. So that's why I think season four, yeah. you're like, okay, well, I know this is paying off. Because like, I think after season two, we're like, okay, that paid off. And then you're watching season three and you're like, I don't know how they're going to tie the Chicago stuff. And then Capone mm-hmm. shows up. I was like, okay, well, they're always going to tie it up somehow right. in the season finale of the penultimate episode. Something's always going to happen. Right. So you're watching this season knowing that that's going to happen. But yeah, it's it, that le- the the actual finale might be stronger, but that lead up is just the same as any other season. season Still two to strong. Me. Still strong. I mean, I, to me, it wasn't worn enough to like mention it. That's gotcha. a, uh, I don't I don't just give away my honorable mention. <laughs> I'm I'm already shitting on my we haven't even gotten to the top five and we're shitting on it yeah exactly Uh, Justified season four we talked about Uh, Game of Thrones Game of Thrones is not in your top five no no. wow and you know what I'm actively not trying to look at your top five I saw Game of Thrones I was like what is on there yeah Game of Thrones season three is not on there it was it was great it was it was great okay I hate to be that guy. Be that guy. It wasn't as good. Oh no! Don't be that guy. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna yeah. be contrarian. No, no, I don't want to talk. No, about no, no. The problem. No, the problem is, uh, you know what? Uh, it's not. It's not the. Uh, it's not as good as the book. It yeah. was being someone who is so oriented to visual cues and and. Um, and uh, the way that storytelling comes about, especially in a season mm-hmm. of the show, if I hadn't read 
prior to it, mm-hmm. it would have been in my top three. Right, right. The fact that I knew what was coming, execu- I can respect the execution. In yeah, fact, yeah. the season was fucking fantastic in execution. Yeah. But every bit that, like, the visual cues and the hints and everything... Yeah. Just didn't do anything for me. Like when I knew what was coming, I, I knew the storyline. I knew what was coming. This is why so I read books. This is why this is a perfect example for why you should not read. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody, put your books down yeah. and never read. Why? Them. Why they're reading right now? They're listening to a exactly. Why, That's just well, hard. it's auditory. Okay. They do two things. Well, it's not. It's not a book no, no, on tape. There's no, not a. No, you no, don't no, print no. these out, do don't, you? Don't. don't <laughs> there will be a transcript portion at the end. Uh, no, there's a. It, don't don't stop reading, but it so, did yeah, yeah. ruin. Uh, it's on my top five. I'm gonna reserve my judgment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It just it just uh, took away some of the wow factor for okay. me. Um, and Parks and Rec in 2013 has faltered. I haven't seen this season at all. So this this one again, you're starting to see the formula. You're okay. starting to see the mechanism. Yeah. It is still episode to episode very funny. Yeah, very and delightful. It, and Parks and Rec has never uh, 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 been affected in the way The Office was to me. Okay. Uh, even when they broke off and started focusing on side characters, yeah. those side characters are worthy of the spotlight. Yeah. They they have a lot to. Instead of becoming kind of a what it, it was either the the Dwight show, the Michael Scott show, oh, yeah, yeah. or it was everybody else in the office. First of all, show. it was always the Creed show. It was always the Creed show, at least for three seasons. There was a point there where, like, Creed would get one line an episode and he would murder Murder, it every time. Let's just get into the top five. Let's get, you want to start with the five? Sure, because I know you haven't seen this. Scandal. It's just great. Sure. Uh, I actually like that part at the end of, no. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Uh, So this would cover the end of season two. uh, So sort of once uh, James, there's a character called James. I know you'll probably see it one day. Just because, you know, I recommended it to Ruin you. Shit. Um, yeah, but there's... there's, It's, it's a batshit crazy show. Like, there's there's just things like... Uh, uh, oh, okay, this, this is how I describe it to you. This, this is what I sort of came to the conclusion of. It's an Aaron Sorkin show if Aaron Sorkin didn't try to make everybody... Like, try to make his heroes great. Everybody's flawed. A lot of it comes from character, too, which is something that I was surprised by. It's it's plot-heavy and the plot moves, but all the decisions the characters make are, like, internal. You're like, yeah, he, this character would do that. This character would do that. This character would do that. It's just... Uh, they chew through plot crazily. Uh, uh, anybody can become Olivia's client at any time. Like, I'm waiting for the day where she becomes her own client, and that's just gonna be like, all right, you really really Shonda um, but yeah like uh, 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 there's there's a there's an oily businessman in there that like you hate for most of the time and there's the episode where he becomes a living client and you're like oh man they, they actually sort of make you sympathize with this guy that uh, killed people and did something that no, I can't tell you because you haven't yeah. seen it uh, but no it's just very, very the, the, the plot work is great and the character work is great on that show are you saying it's Aaron Sorkin-esque because of Josh Molina well, yeah, that, I, that's the clue. I was like, wait a minute, I know what you're doing. I know how you pitch the shot. It's like, it's an Eric Sorkin show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly why it's yeah. Aaron Sorkin-esque. Yeah. yeah. Get the president on the phone. Yeah. Tell him we're, we're, we're uh, I forget that line. Tell him we're, tell him we're yeah. resigning our post here. At, yeah. I want you to watch the show just Cuba. to tell me who's a more, no, he's not a useless president, but like the president on, on House of Cards where you're just like, this guy can be president? Yeah. 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 Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. yeah. But no, uh, Scandal, Scandal, very good, very, yeah. 
I'm as surprised at what my number five is as you are that Game of Thrones season three is not on my top five. Okay. Okay? Go ahead. Eastbound and Down season four. That should have been my honorable mention. No, it was was, good. It was great. It was good. It was great. Okay. It was great. Okay, let me tell you. uh, So I uh, just recently... Wait, but you like season three? Liked? No, I hated season three. You hated that one episode. I no, th- I hated season three. You hated? Okay, so we at the time we thought it was a series finale. You yeah. hated the way it ended. Yeah. With him die, with him killing himself, then yeah. coming back. Yeah, <sighs> it was, okay. it was, it was, uh, uh, it was a uh, diehard with a vengeance uh, problem. <laughs> too twist, too many. Uh, at that point, you started seeing that he was always going to divert expectations. But the the thing was, like the the first twist wasn't a twist. Like you knew that's the what he jo- was going to do. The joke, but then of, he kills himself. The joke of this was the only way. Yeah, paid off. It was funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. I, I, no, I thought season three was pretty weak. Watching it, I think week- I like season three more than season than this one. Yeah, but this season was very good. This season was. I disagree. Yeah. I think that see, I, oh, I rewatched ahead. season three and season three plays better in binge week to week it's weak it's just weak uh season four builds so well yeah and it pays off that character in a way that they never did before they've done this thing where they do chapters every Mm -hmm. episode is called a chapter and if you watch this series the build is there and in season four they pay off that character that character is not an is not the unrepentant fuck up anymore in season four, and that's what I liked about it. I like that turn, say the last two episodes. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it, it. It was there was no way they couldn't like that show has to sort of end that way. Yeah, but it was it, that's like that character was always going to get softened, and that's why I like season yeah. three because the, the way it ends. That character remains an asshole. Like he remains. Okay. So for you, he does, he does much like he does the right the right thing <laughs> in the worst way possible. Okay. So for you, like watching twenty four, stop watching after season five. <laughs> I'll stop watching Eastbound and Down after season three. Yeah, I think I think one. yeah yeah no, but you like this yeah yeah I think but this season was good. I really liked it. It was the degree of his faulty was high, and they cleared that bar. But it, to me, it wasn't. Like I love his screenplay ending, and that, <laughs> yeah, that right great. there yeah, that pays great. it off. That's what I'm saying. Like that's a Who great ending. Who wants to live forever when April's dying? Hilarious. Uh, we're gonna revisit this topic again in about four picks, I'm sure. sure. But I hate it. No, <laughs> but the that okay so with that that ending is great and everything but he doesn't end up it changes the show I'm watching much like another series on this time. totally but I but I like I I, I you, well you were with me through this journey hated it season one just watched it on obligation season two I warmed up to it the bad shit crazy episode that you hated season three was I where it. I was like I love this series now watching it again I liked it a lot more yeah and they and they build up that character almost the way they do in, in this season but he ends being an ass like he ends being there for his kid and his wife so but he, in, the, in the way that it hurts his brother so much and that's why and that's the one thing I did like about season four that Dustin never wavered he was like no yeah, yeah. an asshole yeah. I'm not I'm not coming yeah. I'm not playing into his yeah. games even at the end when he was better mm-hmm. Dustin was like no I'm well, not it, it's, it's a it's a uh, interesting uh, parallel yeah. for you and me because yeah. you took 
time to warm up yeah. and there's that there's that graph of just moving upwards mm-hmm. mine was season one was fucking fantastic yeah, yeah. and then it went down yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Did by season three down and down? yeah it went east <laughs> and down uh but then by season four it completely yeah. saved itself i don't know i really i i love kenny powers as that character and mm-hmm. i would have loved to have just asshole episodes like we got yeah yeah I, an asshole this season. I didn't yeah. realize how much I wanted uh, a catharsis until I saw it mm-hmm. on season four. What's your number four? Uh, remember, uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, my number four is yeah. Orange is the uh, New Black. Just great new show. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't realize how male TV is until like season, episode five. You're just like, man, like yeah. all we got is fucking uh, Pie Fucker and uh, Ziggy Zabatka's cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but yeah, just great characters. Just great like, characterization, great, great yeah. writing, great plotting. It really yeah. something unique you don't see. Uh, not only from a female perspective, yeah. but you don't see those types of stories told without yeah. a a, uh, a a formula to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those one that those episodes are just yeah. so character driven in in a, in a plot wise yeah. way. It reminded it was, me of The Wire almost. Yeah, it it was plot wise, but it almost seemed like you could watch any of those stories, any any episode out of order too, weirdly. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. but it gave that illusion because like it, it it's almost like it was almost like a uh even though it was plot, it was almost it had way more plot than Mad Men or like uh, a season arc like panels would have. Mm-hmm. But it felt like you're watching individual short stories every week yeah. as, as as opposed to like something that was the, or something like the wire breaking bad where it builds on plot um great i i think the the thing uh, sort of in this golden age that like i've seen a lot of feminine critique about is like that they never write the women as hateable as the men and i fucking hated piper just entitled just that white woman that you just hate so much Mm -hmm. but you you sort of warm up to her, but the whole time you're just like she's. I I hated her just as much as I hated Tony, just as much as I hated yeah. Walter, just as much as I hated Don at times. Yeah. Just like not knowing, like, yeah. and it was it was weird because this this world of criminality was foreign to her. But at the same time, just like basic, like I shouldn't do this, right. and the tone was so tricky to master, and they mastered it right. being yeah. where it wasn't so funny that you forgot these right. people's like that these people were in in prison, right. but not hard enough that you still couldn't laugh at you know. Mm-hmm. Crazy Eyes being crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's and, that, and Crazy Eyes sort of became, in a weird way, the breakout star. But she's not one of the people who had the yeah, backstory. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like these two would have these little scenes. And then when she shows up to be adopted by two white people, they're like, yeah. Ooh, I yeah. need to know more about yeah. Crazy Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, such a good show. So I, yeah, I love the, I, I love the how, how diverse it is. Yeah. But at the same time, how complex the characterization is yeah. like usually when you shoehorn in minorities or people yeah, of color yeah. that's the thing they weren't shows. shoehorned yeah. exactly they weren't shoehorned yeah. in they were this, this character much like the wire like you were saying like yeah. this it, this world they built the world yeah and like yeah that's the thing like in the show like a show like this they could have easily populated with way more white people yeah, yeah. than, than mm-hmm. the black people and sort of exactly. made that thing but they Man, exactly. it's horrible to say that they made it realistic, but yeah, like. But uh, and really, the black characters have their own. You don't. You don't have. What I'm saying is also that the person of color doesn't have to be the hero yeah. for it to feel like it's a realistic portrayal of a person of color. Yeah. You don't always have to have the positive image for it yeah. to be. Uh, wonderfully diverse exactly because I love that the show is wonderfully diverse Mm. and I love it even more that these are complex Mm. 
real characters. Yeah, and like they have complex relationships, like that yeah. scene between Pussy and <laughs> Tasty, where she's like, "Shut the yeah. fuck up!" Get it's yeah. like it's like that scene in Good Will Hunting was like, you know, don't. Yeah. You're 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 short sighted. Yeah, I think my girlfriend. Would, I think my girlfriend Monique would love it. She, I, I tell her to watch it. My girlfriend started watching it. She didn't like it that all that much. Yeah, yeah. But she likes scandal. Uh, she's she like, a black woman. She like K dramas. She's not Asian. I love. I love. Or K dramas. Korean dramas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured that. But well, yeah. how are they? Are they like? In, in my head, they're like they'd be like novellas. But are they at all? Yeah, or? yeah. They're oh, the okay. Korean version of novellas. Oh, uh, so basically, you're being racist. Why don't you just watch the Spanish joints? No, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's number three? <laughs> my number three is season two of Girls. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Now, is it bad that the most diverse cast I gave to number is this number four and number three? I'm gonna give. Okay. Well, I would say no because I did the same thing. <laughs> Don, Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover's in there. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, so go ahead. No, I think it's. A, I think. I think again. You know, when you talk about improving the building blocks of the mm. world. Uh, yeah, the, uh, Hannah is a character much like Tony Soprano, where yeah. you can fucking hate yeah. on, on on episodes. See, no, I hate Marnie. Marnie is Marnie the, is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marnie, Marnie is, is the, the worst. worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she can seem stronger like nobody else. Right. Uh, right. That one man trash episode where she's uh, with Patrick Wilson. That's, that's the just, one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's just, the bigger breaker. One, yeah. A lot of people fucking hate that, yeah. and I kind of no, love it. It's, it's great, and you're like, and you end it like, is the, are we gonna come back here? Yeah, like, yeah. what's it? What's it gonna do? Uh, I think yeah. So you you have that Marnie stronger moment. You have the the relationship between uh, Jessa and Thomas John or whatever, and you see mm-hmm. that relationship end up, and you're just like ah. Oh. And 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 it's sort of uh, testament to like the way Nina Dunham writes, where you were that character was a yeah. joke last season, and they bring it back right. in that finale, and then you get to see him play out and like sort of he's almost like new H P Campbell mm-hmm. almost, where like yeah. his parents are are one way, and you sort of see what happened right. with them. Right. Uh, I think. Quietly, the MVP might have been Shoshana, just because you see and like. You want I'm a, that. I'm a feminist, but I'm also a dude. Yeah. So I want women to be loose in their twenties, sure. but like, for the point of view that I get to fuck them, but also for the point of view like, <laughs> no, like, because I I've, I've met uh, uh, and so Shoshana sort of falls in this like so many women that are like, I I need to be married by twenty five, and I'm just like no, just. Wow! Yeah. Out now, like you, yeah. you've got time, and like yeah. you see that, like she gets that relationship, and then at the end of the season, she just realizes, like, this is not the right move for it's, me right it's now. It's not a show for fulfilling your romantic fantasies. Yeah. You watch uh, uh, dramas uh, for that, but though it does sort yeah. of come true at the end, sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Which is, and that's another thing I think a lot of people. I think two things: one, that it aired like in January through March, so a lot of people forgot it, and it wasn't like the the first season yeah. hype. But then, like, that ending is very, like, is this, that's another one where, like, is this the show I've been watching this whole mm-hmm, time? Right. Like, you're just making a shade of romantic comedy, which I love romantic comedies, but that's not the show I thought yeah. I was watching. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the specificity of, of 20s life in, in, in this decade, uh, last year she put me onto Robin, this year she put me onto Icono Pop. I don't Yeah. Care. No, yeah. The, the, it, people, people use girls... And the show too, <laughs> as basically their their new music, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, trend thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the uh, it's the new entourage where you get you, you is, get yeah. up on new music. Yeah, it so is. yeah. Andrew Dice Clay is going to be in season three. I'm hearing. <sighs> Great. I'm oh, whoa, whoa! Hickory, dickory, dock. You want to you want to take your number two? Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of, Thrones, Game of Thrones, Thrones is number two. Uh, I did read the books. See, you see the difference. Was it the Red Wedding? It, it, the Red Room was kind of spoiled for me. Diego's friend came over and was like, I want to watch this episode with you. And I was just like... Oh, okay. why? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, The Red Wedding. It's, it, it, yeah. 
after the shock of our favorite actor Sean Bean getting his head rolled off in, in season one, sure. like you didn't think they could do it again. Sure. And then the how like, can they yeah, do it? Yeah, yeah. How can they top it? And uh, going back, like and and like you were saying with the cues, having not seen it, they worked for me. Like you see, you see the show. Like the sh- yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. The, but the show does it so well, not only yeah. with the cues, but the actual, the actual. Truncated storytelling because these yeah. are such big books and they're yeah. gonna truncate it and make this plot line simpler. Yeah. It's still so fucking impressive yeah. how they took that first half or so of the book yeah. and made that into a 10 episode season. Okay. Amazing. Okay. The translation is amazing. You know what? Can I throw it? <laughs> no, I'm no, too late because I want to know what your number two is. Um, no, so you have. Uh, uh, you have uh, Jamie. You have Kingslayer's arc is fantastic. Amazing. Losing his hand. His acting amazing. Yeah. Uh, no his longer. His breakdown amazing. No longer to you know uh, play with the sword. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, uh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, I literally just remembered this. Like the Danny's arc is fascinating. Where you, like, I think a lot of people started this season like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Uh, she's she's sort of uh, um, freeing all these slaves and everything. But when you get to the end of it. And she and she's getting into that Hitler dictator like uh, I'm all powerful. You're like I'll, I'll tell you this is a little scary. I'll yeah. tell you the screenshot yeah. that I saw that night, yeah. and I was like, I should have put that up. Just a white woman being held <laughs> yeah, that, above yeah. a bunch of brown skin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. huh. Yeah. Huh, is that where we're going? Yeah, okay, yeah that I guess was, that's where where we are. Yeah, going. I mean, and it's problematic. Like, the, it but is. I, but I think that image. I think they know only did that. Like, it's yeah. like this white. Like we have this white woman. Apparently, a lot of white, white women. Savior, yeah. I don't like white women on TV shows. Apparently, is my thing. It's not just that um, you're sexist. Yeah, you're a racist. No, I'm my number one job. I do love that white woman. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, just sort of the had. I think that was a comment on that. Um, right, and then. Uh, I, I think Tyrion took sort of took a backseat, but he still had some great stuff that he played up uh, this year. Uh, Tyron just handed everybody Amazing. their shit this year. Amazing. Uh, that old dame, whatever, mm-hmm. handed everybody their yeah. shit this year. Yeah. It was yeah, it's man, it was yeah, it, it was a great, great season. Yeah. You know what? You it's gonna it's gonna be watching it again on DVD yeah. that I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, lost all the stuff that I had read yeah, yeah, I'm going well, to be able to watch it unfettered watch it um, that's what's is it be. I don't know is it the best season you think or it might be it's definitely better than season 2 you think? But season yeah. two had see. I think uh, season two had all that Tyrion stuff. Tyrion season two had, season had two. the political intrigue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. overall, and the it season. Ends with Blackwater, yeah. Yeah, but overall, I don't know. I, I think know. that this season's a lot. Yeah. I have you to watch what? it again. Maybe I'm doing that forgiving thing where whatever flaws are in season three, yeah. I forgive because I know where it's going. Yeah. Okay. What's your, what's really your number good. two show? I have no clue what it could be. You sure? I, I literally have no clue what it could be. It's Hannibal. Ah, this so one I haven't seen. Okay, I started, I'm definitely gonna get. So I told you at the beginning mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, Bates Motel mm-hmm. came out. So there were two major shows based on film properties that came okay. out, and these were the two. Bates Motel. I'm the biggest Psycho fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Psycho for Psycho, basically. I got it. I got a picture of Norman Bates in my wallet. No, uh, so completely, completely disappointed by that. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, the first episode of of Hannibal was getting so much attention. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, you know what? I'm really, really hating my time with yeah, Bates yeah. Motel. I'm gonna give it some time. Yeah, yeah. So I think I picked it up uh, when they were on the fourth or fifth episode. 
So started watching it. Mads Milkinson. Yeah. Mad for Mads. <laughs> psycho for got, psycho, mad for Mads. Boo, you know, he got, he's got mad skills. Yeah, he <laughs> does have mad skills. He is a fantastic fantastic yeah. actor. Uh, they play poker, though. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he always cries a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Visual jokes in a podcast, baby. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dancy? Hugh Dancy. Dan- Hugh Dancy, fantastic mm-hmm. actor, too. I like what they do here where they kind of turn the uh, FBI or the serial killer profile mm-hmm. on its ear yeah. by not just doing what, what they do really good in the books. These are books that I read, but also did a really good thing that, that Michael Mann really explored with Manhunter and, unfortunately... Someone did with Red Dragon. The greatest director of his generation. Beverly Hills Cop 4 director, Brett Ratner. Man, I still like uh, Take the Sunset, Away the Sunset. Uh, after the Sunset. After the Sunset. Whatever. No, I don't like that movie. No, you don't like that movie. Uh, he, he did this great thing where uh, they go inside the profiler's head and kind of see how the crimes are committed from his perspective. So he is putting himself in the serial killer and all of a sudden... He's at a crime scene, and everything becomes this fantasy of him being the killer. So, how yeah, did the yeah. killer commit it? It shows it. It's uh, also for a prime time drama the most graphic thing I've uh, seen on network television. Uh, and having the um, having the brain behind Pushing Daisies and Dead Like Me, which okay. I thought the first season he he departed after the first season. Uh, so that's okay. why the. Second, third, yeah. That's why. That's why the second season really went downhill, because it didn't have that hand. It didn't have that authorial or auteur like hand. Yeah. And I think that he brings that to to Hannibal. Hannibal is so well done. Okay. So well done, and it, I it, it, it can't say anything. It keeps to the source material pretty well too. Okay. What's I, the uh, guy's that... name? The uh, the Brian. Uh, what's the writer. The the head writer. The of creator of Hannibal. Of uh, the Bro- books? No, no, no. Of, no, of the of the show. Of the like me. I think you said it. Brian, Brian, Brian something. Some Brian something, yeah. Fuller? Brian Fuller. Well, I think it's Brian Fuller, Brian yeah, Fuller yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking with the author. I'm like, I don't Thomas, know. Thomas. Uh, something. Yeah, I forget his yeah. name. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. I think that and Master of Sex then are the two yeah. that I didn't catch up with this year that I'm really like, yeah. I need to get up on that. Yeah, yeah. Mads and Man, he, he plays it. Is you, he better than in Horizon? <laughs> you think that, you know what, it, uh, Anthony Hopkins is a hard mm. act to follow. Do you think? <laughs> uh, if you've seen... Controversial his, statement. If you've seen his recent movies, yeah. some would say he's Robert, Robert De Niro in it. <laughs> uh, I like to think that uh, Claire Danes and Hugh Dancy both listened to this podcast together. And mm-hmm. last year when we were yeah, talking yeah. about Homeland, it was like... Ah, Claire was looking at him like and this year Hugh dances a little like huh, huh, huh. Oh the debatable's on my yeah, side now. Huh? Yeah. So my number one is Homeland. So yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it's gotta be. What else uh, be? Yeah, uh, so Mads is fantastic. Do you wanna go with your one? I mean we have the same one. Or do we? You love yeah. the woman in that, don't you? I do Which love the woman. Which one are we talking that. about? We're obviously talking about the final season of. Yeah. I've always, I've always been I was on Skyler's on side. Oh. <laughs> uh, always been on Skyler's side. Yeah. Let's start at the end. All these months later, how do you feel about the finale? I'm still a little. I, I, I see. I love the finale. 
I, I loved it I'm, then, and I love it now. Much like Eastbound and Down, it's very. It changed the show that I was watching a little. Not in the I don't like. No, totally, it. totally, yeah. because he's no longer the the horror. He's no longer yeah. the big bad. Yeah, it, 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 that's not the show I was watching. If you stopped, this is the show I was watching on. the week before. If you stopped watching after and, that uh, episode, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you're I, fine. Look, everybody, just stop watching it after Granite so, State. It's a so much you better have show. The, so you no, have. You I'm have that. Okay. So you have the horror show, yeah. You have the letdown show, yeah. and you have the hero show. Yeah, but it's <laughs> which one do you want? Watch to to the one that you want. Yeah, yeah exactly. Watch yeah. to whichever yeah. finale you, you watch want. Watch the Hodgley, and then you think how many more episodes <laughs> of this can I take? And then if you can take one or two, you're in good shape. If you can take three, I don't know. That it, it was just too neat, too pat. Uh, it is. It, 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 is it went. Neat. It went from. I, I would say from Tahajali, I think I think the the first four episodes are good. I think the first four episodes are some of the best they've done, but Tahajali, Ozymandias, and Granite State are like three of the best episodes of television ever. Yes. And then it just ends on a good episode of Breaking Bad that yeah. I don't think is as good as the first four episodes we're talking about. It just ends on a good episode. And that laid... And, and and again, we're picking hairs here. We have it... We both have it as number one. We both have it as one of the best shows ever. Like... Yeah. From... from I think... I Personally, I think from season three premiere on, it, it was on a run. It yeah. sustained a run that Never really hasn't been sustained. Yeah. And that's... And, and we're living out season two, which is a great season, yeah. and season one, which is good too. Yeah. But yeah, the, it, it ended on a great note. It ended on a note that we're still talking about, which is discussing. Yeah. yeah, just it just it it I I understand and I can see all the moves, but it it just it left a little bit of a bad taste. With it, with everything that came previously, I'm willing yeah. to completely forgive that hour. I'm willing yeah. to forgive up to sixteen hours of the whole. <laughs> no. uh, I I would say that I really liked uh, the the ending. I didn't love it. I really yeah. liked it. I would say that I did a whole podcast with uh, with uh, Eric Sippel and AJ Wiley for this. We were we were doing a you know uh, a moratorium yeah. on the whole series, and then it kind of mattered to get a call, but okay. <laughs> uh, it turned out that uh, it wasn't recorded. So it was just a talk be- between three good friends. They're good friends, yeah. I'm going to say the two things that I brought up in there mm-hmm. that were important to me. One, I didn't feel... I, I the, the way Jesse got beaten down and everything, mm-hmm. that him getting away and busting through that gate... For me, oh, I'm sorry, you mean the knees for speed? <laughs> Tie in right into it. That's how it's gonna start. <laughs> that was amazing. Him just driving. Uh, I'm gonna say that was not enough for me yeah. to to feel the whole season. Really. Yeah, he got he Jesse. just got destroyed. Yeah, um, he got he got tortured, yeah. and I didn't feel like he got a uh, proper catharsis. Now, see, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I wanted that. I, I think I like just like. But see, for that show, for that episode, you're right because they, they, uh, they changed what's going to happen to them. Yeah. You're thinking he busts through the gate and happily ever after. Yeah. He's not going to have yeah, a happy yeah, life. No. Walt White has a happy ending. Yeah, and he's a piece of shit horror show. Yeah. Um, let me tell you the one thing that I'm going to keep with me about Breaking Bad more than anything is that even when the show was negotiating its end date, even mm-hmm. when the show 
was getting close to an end, even when the show had to get to a certain point, it never felt rushed to me. Yeah, no. Even in the last season, when with a lot of shows, and I brought up BSG and Lost, mm-hmm. you rush it. They yeah. felt rushed to try to pay off something, if it was the main storyline or get the pieces in the, into the place. I, I think uh, the, the first half of season five, the, the, the ones that aired in 2012... That felt a little rushed, like the montage, uh, of okay. the, the finale, like oh, the skip the, over to get yeah. him to that point. Okay, not, yeah. not even that felt rushed, but sort of like some of the steps they took. I remember yeah. a lot of criticism about like would Mike really leave him with one hand? Yeah, yeah that sure, time. sure. But I mean that that one. But again, tweaking. But yeah, this season, like I thought, this season, like speaking about that montage for the little rush, skipping from because uh, uh, you know they have to get to a year later and how they handle that in Granite State was kind of beautiful where it's just like he's there and then they come back for commercial yeah. and it's there's snow on the ground yeah. and he's got a beard and you're yeah. like it's there yeah yeah and it also shared a lot with Lost because uh, at, so, at, at a certain point actually they always did it to an, uh, to, to an extent but mm-hmm. especially with season 5 parts 1 and 2 it mm-hmm. was like Lost because yeah. you were filling in how did he get how to this get point? Gun, yeah. Yeah. How, 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 how did he get yeah. to that? Yeah. How did yeah. he get to that diner? Why does he have yeah. a full beard? Uh, strangely, I mean, like I was, I'm gonna say, I was gonna say that we didn't get enough of Todd, like enough of his, like because he was such an interesting character. But I think if we got more, would have ruined it. Yeah. yeah like, if we got more, get, yeah. If we got more, yeah, yeah. would have ruined it. Yeah. But he was just like, just like the little, just like uh, crazy eyes with their parents, like just the little sure. bits and pieces we got were just enough to be like, man, sure. this guy's. And then, like, uh, you haven't seen Friday Night Lights, so, yeah, you got to get up. Like, because that's the thing, yeah. That's what I take away from the the little bit of whispers I've heard yeah. is that they're playing with a little Jesse Plemons, like, universal love and sweetness. Yeah, a little bit. By but, making him yeah. a psychopath. Yeah. There, there's, if you've seen Friday Night Lights, there's also something else they're doing, okay. which is which is weird, but you got to you gotta okay. see it. Um, you know what? Not, yeah. You know what I'm telling you right now? Yeah. I'm going to do more than AI treatment. At, I'm going to layer cake treatment. <laughs> yeah! 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's TV. That's TV. That's yeah, TV. Breaking Bad. One of the all, all, where, do, you, do you have it in the Pantheon somewhere? You know what? Now Pl- that it's over, we got a good six no, months. But, but nothing is ever going to dethrone the wire for me. Never. Okay. Breaking Bad is so beyond and amazing, but the wire. You know, you've always we've yeah. always had this conversation, this argument, this debate yeah. about autobiographical things. Yeah. The wire is autobiographical to me. Yeah. It's not just the the place, but yeah. how how and when I watched it. It yeah. means more to me than just the content on the screen. Yeah, same here. Uh, to me, it's more the place, just because right. when are you going to hear Highsville shout out? Sure, um, sure. But, I mean, Ozymandias makes it day. I don't, I don't know if it's second, but I think Ozymandias it, just might mm, be the best episode of TV. Like, yeah. I can't single out yeah. a single... Maybe the, the spoiler alert for The Wire. Maybe the Stringer Bell Dies episode with, yeah. with them on the roof. Yeah. But I'll just start to finish yeah. on the edge of my seat. Like, I agree. Com- like it needed commercials, because yeah. you're just like... yeah. And I'm looking at Cassie, and I'm just like, "Yeah, what is going yeah, on yeah, here?" Yeah, yeah, but like that that yeah. that fight with the family. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Please don't kill somebody." Please and see, don't and, that, kill and somebody. that was the other. Like, I wanted somebody to die. Like, I wanted him <laughs> to have that pain. Like, yeah, Walter yeah. needed that yeah. pain, but he just got the yeah. pain that he like that he left him. Oh. Exactly. I'm Walter take- White needed. On the on the, on the on the knife right there, you Walt Junior. Piss break or anything? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna good. take a piss break. All right. You're gonna stop it. Uh, no, I'm gonna okay. let it run.
Yeah, well, I'm just going to talk to you right there. If, <laughs> if you respond or whatever. Nah, because I'm just thinking, like... I'm thinking about Ozymandias, and I'm thinking, okay, you got Lost the Constant. It's probably the best episode. You got... Uh, See, I can't, I can't just pick a single episode. Although, uh, uh, season two, all prologue, the Omar and, Omar and, that's where D'Angelo dies, Omar in prison. Yeah. That one of the Stringer one. Uh, you got, to me, Mad Men's best episode is single 30, the, the pecan where it gets punched in the face uh-huh. one. Yeah. But Ozzy Mandis is just like, watching that is just an experience like none other. Like, it just, it's just so tense. And so, it, I, I wouldn't say it's better than those. It's just different. It just gives you a completely different... Like, there's no... You get no cheer from it, almost. Like, right. you're just watching agony for 60 minutes. But yeah, I just, I just wanted to get that out of there. I so I gotta get up on Hannibal and Master of the Sex. Have you heard of Master of the Sex at all? Because yeah. it's, it's been popping up in a lot yeah. of... The, it's the, been like top five in a lot of people. Because the chicken's down and takes your year off. That's what I hear. <laughs> well, thank, thanks for that spoiler. It's in the it's in the photos. Oh, you don't know. go to Mr. Skin? <laughs> No, I don't go to Mr. I'm kidding. Okay. So, the big... Yeah. The big... Well, uh, I mean, I would have said TV's was big, but apparently your podcast, you want to end with the old media movies. No, we're <laughs> ending with our discoveries of 2015. Oh, okay. No. Uh, film is, is probably the big thing, because yeah. this, sh- this show came out as kind of a film podcast. Funny, oh, okay. because we talked about TV. TV, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Do you want to do this in a particular way? Same way we've been doing it. Okay. I do want to say that at this point, we are recording this on December 10th. Yeah. So we... Uh, ha- I, I, I mean, I haven't I'm, seen a bunch of the Oscar movies. Okay. I'm going to speak for both of us. Okay. Haven't seen her. Haven't... Well, I mean, seen women, but yeah. Spike Jones is her. No, I'm not a big Spike Jones fan, so I don't think... Neither am I, really. Uh, his movies are good concepts, and yeah. they start well. They never end well. He doesn't think, know how to end a movie good. No, I think adaptation ends pretty well. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. But, but that's more Kaufman. Yeah. Jim being John Malkovich was, yeah, kind of lagged toward the end. Um, yeah. All is Lost. I do want to see that. But My man, Al in the Ocean. No? He hasn't been good since The Sting. <laughs> nah, I... Uh, blue is the warmest color. I want to know if I want to sit through a three-hour movie yeah. to see some sex. Yeah, isn't it like just a bunch of lesbians in there? No, I, I hear it's, I hear it's very good. Okay. Uh, Nebraska, Bruce Stern, I love. I don't have a car that can get there. <laughs> Bruce Stern, I love, and yeah. I, I hear it's really good. Will Forte's in it as yeah. well. Uh, Alexander Payne, yeah, he's always good. Right, yeah, yeah. he's he's usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, inside Llewellyn da- Davis, I do want to yeah, say that, that one's definitely a asterisk. That one definitely gets asterisk. You don't think it's going to be a, a no, no? That that I'm a big Cohen fan, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, that, that could that could very easily have been. And it also kind of retreads same water as the early Mad Men. Look, I've already seen the best Cohen movie that's going to come out this year, <laughs> and it's in my top five. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about? Um, don't say it, but you know what I'm talking about. Um. I don't know. Okay. All right. This is going to be a treat then. It's not Fast and Furious 6. It's not Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> no. R.I.P. Um, and of course, we're not we're not going to be able to include The Wolf of Wall Street. Also, there's an actress that, which that, would, that might have we been. Think it would, yeah. yeah, which we think. Only if there's a scene of somebody watching Goodfellas. You can't make a movie set in 1990 and them not watch Goodfellas. That's all. That's Do all you the think that's a little too much masturbation for Scorsese? Uh, I think it's masturbation for most directors, but yeah. but that, Tarantino would do it. I don't think Tarantino would have somebody watching his own film, no. You don't think so? I think, what was I watching? 
oh, Roland, Roland Emmerich would, and that's why I love Definitely, that. <laughs> and that's why I love White House Down. Yeah, that's why I love White House Down, yeah. I'm going to say, okay, so I did honorable mentions, but I also did the next five, because okay. there are ones that didn't get into the honorable mention category that are worth talking about. Uh, I also haven't seen that many movies this year. Okay. Uh, like, I, I, I feel strongly maybe about my top four, but like the fifth one, my fifth pick I kind of just threw in there, but, and, and you'll see why. And then okay. my honorable mentions are sort of like, eh. So, yeah. so we didn't get to th- that batch that I just talked about. We're not going to get to before yeah. the, the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I did see Side Effects, Soderbergh's uh, Side Effects. That, that's been on, on Netflix and I haven't clicked on it. It's in my it's, list. It's a, it's a movie that um, the, the lower your expectation mm-hmm. and the less you know about it, the better. So okay. it, it pays off well. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll like it. Um, Paci- Pacific Rim. To my honorable mentions. Yeah. Not the best uh, story, and you could criticize the acting, but it's also. But I think the acting's part of it. Like, yeah, I think it's, it's yeah. And part, I think uh, it's part of the I think a lot of people, genre. I think a lot of people mentioned this when it came out that it was like the fourth or fifth the world gets destroyed yeah. movie. So I think if that just comes out, like, and there's like first or whatever, mm-hmm. it just right. It's, it's just so much though, fun. Then. It's it's simple. It's it's Avatar pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, pain and gain. Which, at the time that we saw it in the theater, I said this aloud to mm-hmm. you at the end. Mm-hmm. That is Michael Bay's best movie. I don't think that that's true mm-hmm. after the fact. Mm-hmm. But it might be because it's so atypical. And would you say Michael Bay, what would you say his best movie is? I mean, it has to be The Rock. <laughs> I'm no. just saying that. No, 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 that's fine. I think <clears throat> people deride this, but I think at the time it was huge, and I still think his best movie is Armageddon. I think yeah, he, Armageddon. I think it's before his ego got the best of him, and he just he worked with all the tools great if, in that movie. If if we're talking about yeah, I think Armageddon is probably the most typical. Yeah, like, oh, like oh, if you're gonna pull out oh, a Michael movie. Bay movie, yeah, you either pull out one of the Transformers movies or you pull out. Armageddon. Now all the satire and the fucked up sense of humor and really kind of making a joke of something that was this serious and grotesque yeah. in the real story of Pain and Gain. Yeah. I can understand people being turned off by that. But it's also like it happens. That happens all the time. Yeah. Like they do. That, yeah, they, Hollywood does it. all Yeah, the time. like I don't know. Why. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I saw that and it was like really like yeah. Hollywood does this you're, you're taking, every year. You're, yeah. ta- you're taking this because it's Michael Bay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think sort of Michael Bain is. I really like Pain and Gain, and uh, Only God Forgives. Now that's a movie that I didn't put that in my audible mentions. I was yeah. going to go, go, go ahead. And, only God Forgives is an incredibly uh, disparaging and and dividing dividing yeah. movie, and it's I understand the people that hate it. Yeah. I understand the people that love it. I loved it because there's a lot to pull apart there that isn't. Uh, you're not guided by your hand through it to, to, yeah. to understand it. It is luscious and beautifully shot. Yes. I think that the people that have a problem with it coming off of the expectation of drive yeah, yeah. It, it is not surprising to me. Yeah. See, you um, reference other other work, yeah. though, it's not surprising. Yeah, no, I... I... I, I was almost one of those people, but then, like, after the talk, I think, I don't know if I talked to you, but I think I saw, like, Brandon write something, or I asked him about something, and he was like, yeah, Drive is just, like, none of his other movies. Having seen Valhalla Rising, and then I saw, and I saw uh, Only God Forgives, and I was just, I mean, you're right, like, there's not, like, the hand-holding was the problem for me, like, yeah. I don't need, I don't need my nuts dragged around, the, my baby my. nuts uh, walking around the corner, <laughs> but at the same time, it was just yeah. a little too, uh, it was just a little too effuse. Uh, yeah. I didn't have this. I didn't write this down, but I saw it, and it's almost the exact same thing. The counselor, 
the counselor's like somebody it, it's Cormac McCarthy's first script so and it's almost like you can see him trying not to pay off the things like these things are cliches for a reason uh, maybe I think he's, I know he's a great writer like uh, from uh, a books yeah uh, books but yeah. I think from from a movie's perspective like you have to do there's the cliches than, before you can try to break down right. the cliches there's also kind of more thing. to screenwriting than just knowing the format yeah and, it, and maybe yeah. he's not Maybe he hasn't had as much. Yeah, and it was just in that movie. Uh, experience with that. that movie was just like a bunch of scenes. Like it was plot heavy, but it was plot heavy as in two people talk about the plot. Like, right. and then you have a different scene with two different people talking about the plot right. kind of thing. It was it, gorgeous, but yeah, only God forgives also had that problem. But that wasn't a script. It was just like it was very lyrical and very like mood mm-hmm. and character. Um, although I did like sort of like again like it. And, and it's definitely an artist move like oh you like my last thing I'm gonna cast the same guy and, right. and it's gonna be completely different right. it's gonna be inept he's right. gonna he's not gonna be the in charge right. guy here's a problem here's a problem yeah. have a poster yeah. full of neon yeah. yeah let's have a poster with Ryan Gosling with a beat up face yeah you think that you're getting... But, I, but even that, po- that that was like the early stuff. I think once they were releasing it, that poster was neon in Brian Gosling's face. Like, it wasn't even but a beat-up face. But, yeah, yeah, but I'm but I'm saying what your expectation is, yeah. neon, yeah. Ryan Gosling, yeah. and violence. Yeah. Let's you watch Drive. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you got all that. That's, that's what, well, the expectation <laughs> But then is. you didn't get that wasn't Drive with story. Yeah. <laughs> They left it yeah. in drive. Yeah, no, that, uh, that was, it was it was a good characterization. Yeah, like the mom was great. Okay, we're let's right. move on because yeah. this is really this is not a a one movie to yeah. spend. We could spend the whole podcast <laughs> on. Uh, let's kind of move through our our honorable mentions no, so we look, can get to our top five. Just break this up into two parts, baby. This is it. Listen, no? it was a sound like uh, if I can uh, print the legend podcast. <laughs> I don't split up. Uh, okay. No, I did that with the Mary Smith one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still haven't listened to that, right? Because you're not having Buffy watched, yet. Yeah. Okay. That's something that I 2014. started and didn't finish. Oh, yeah. You're... I, I got to like seven episodes and I'm like, you have to get past that season one. Yeah. That's the litmus test. Yeah. Uh, okay, honorable mentions. You got honorable uh, Yeah, Pacific Rim was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the cancer was sort of going to be one of them. I think my only honorable mention was this is the end of the two comedic yeah. world ending movies I like this one more I thought so, The World's oh, End I thought yeah. The World's End was Edgar Wright's weakest one I think they just went to the wall times yeah. um, just meta filled with meta jokes that that party in the beginning is just my wet dream yeah. of people yeah. celebrities hanging out and playing off their personas I think uh uh Jonah Hill did a good job of like it, like you don't even think Jonah Hill's a nice guy but for some reason that's the yeah. thing like that he was a passive yeah. aggressive guy and then fucking Danny McBride yeah. just kills, kills, kills just kills in that yeah. movie and, then, and this is why Channing Tatum will and, and this is one of the reasons why Channing Tatum is the greatest right now because he, he's, he's like the biggest star in the world right now he has a small part in the movie where he's like a, a sex slave like just straight up sex slave and you're like what? <laughs> Yeah, strangely, that movie's, strangely that movie's enough, flawed, that was, but pretty good. Yeah, strangely pretty enough, funny. that was the pitch for Magic Mike too. <laughs> it was an apocalyptic. Yeah, know, yeah. And he was. Well, he's just going to save the world. Yeah. So um, those are our two Pacific Rim cool. and this is the end. Yeah. Uh, I have five. I'm going to say The Conjuring. Okay. Uh, really surprised. You mean one man trash from uh, season two of Girls? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just saying, there's a scary bitch in that one too. <laughs> Really surprising how scary and well done that that uh, movie was. Yeah. James Wan, James Wan, and uh, saw it with uh, my girlfriend and her friend, yeah. and she had her face buried in my arm the whole time. She was fucking. <laughs> Did scared. you uh, see Mama at all? 
No, I didn't. Okay. And I, I, I had, got forced to watch that, and I was like, I thought maybe right. compared to that, but I think Conjuring is is probably one of the the best at trying to capture what what was so tonally scary about The Exorcist. Okay. Do I think it's as good as The Exorcist? No, but tonally, I think it is one of the most uneasy feeling movies okay. going into it and it's really tone and atmosphere it has it in spades it's okay. fantastic um spring spring breakers is uh my number four okay. honorable mention definitely a movie we've talked a lot about yeah. uh just outside of the podcast world yeah. uh yeah, pretty pretty uh, complex, but also very uh, very scathing. Set there, yeah. don't you think? Um, eh, uh, kind of scathing of the generation. No, but I think it embraces it. I think us looking at it, we yeah. think it's scathing. I think yeah, yeah. that comment is the the viewer, not the movie. I right. think it's very right. much like right. like if you're 15, you're like, oh, this is just a good movie kind yep. of thing. Um, no, I thought I thought it was good. I thought you know it it it, it hit a, a zeitgeist or was able to do the thing that every once in a while movies can do is just capture the moment now. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I really really enjoyed it. Of course, James Franco is amazing. Yeah, in James Franco is amazing in it. Yeah, uh, shorts in every color. Yeah, doing doing. Uh, <laughs> Edward Norton Stone, right? Doing doing yeah. his stone riffraff. Yeah. No, doing my stone. Yeah. For the listener, this is a joke that Fernando and I came up with today. today. Yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> um, White House Down, which is okay. the best Die Hard movie since, since die- 1995. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I, I, yeah no I, it was it was good it was alright did you see good. the other one it was, did you it see was, Olympus is Falling no I haven't it was Roland Emmerich's best movie in a while for yeah, sure I, I think I think yeah he got away from I think for a while like doing 10,000 BC and all these destruction movies sort of like I think that down to reality, White, yeah. White House Down I don't think that it's a perfect movie I think yeah. it's again uh, we were talking about this with music I think it was a fun movie yeah. and it was just it was just it was fun, fun through yeah. and through and I loved uh, him and Jamie Foxx Channing Tatum and uh, Jamie Foxx yeah. have a good chemistry one twist too many though That's oh sure at the end. sure yeah. but again I'm forgiving yeah. because it's Roland Emmerich and it's not gonna be there's gonna be a, a small movie. thing about it uh, and then we'll move on but like so the Jamie Foxx uh, trailer moment get off my Jordan yeah it's not part of that character. Like you see that no, character, no, and like no. there's nothing about him that would say yeah. that. Like yeah, but then he said he got really he street. Like, he got yeah, really, really street. All and you're just yeah. like, had he like if had he played that character, it would have been fine with me. But like it was just such an out of character moment yeah. and the meta moment. Yeah, the meta moment and all meta moments. It's that. I agree. That's the part that blows up in uh in Independence Day. I yeah. agree. Uh, Fast and Furious Six. Okay. Which they have it on my list, but yeah. Which really is, in my opinion. Uh, even beats out five for me because of the emotion and the character. Because now you know the timeline. <laughs> because I finally know <laughs> the fucking timeline. Now you know the timeline. Yeah. R.I.P. Huh. The, the the Sun King uh, timeline. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed and it. Plus, I think, and yeah. plus Paul Walker. In, yeah. in retrospect, in retrospect yeah. uh, Paul Walker was always low budget Keanu Reeves throughout yeah. most of his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't help the type of roles that he he chose, yeah. but uh, you know I read an article recently about Paul Walker being the heart of that movie, and I can kind of agree. He's kind I mean, of the, the cool. worst. The, the the consensus worst one is Tokyo Drift, and we he, that's the one he's not in. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah I think I think 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. as the Fast and Furious franchise has gone on, especially, I think, the, I think, I think that's like five more. But yeah, six yeah. was very, very good. I it's, think they've reached a level of quality where it's just quali- like, yeah, they, they know, know they, they know what they, yeah. they know the formula now. Uh, they the don't just, get too pretentious. The they, Justin Lin ones are yeah. the best, and and I yeah. think that. Uh, you know, it's absolutely true. If you look at mainstream movies, there is not a more diverse cast. Right. And yeah, that yeah. I love about yeah. it, too. Yeah. Whatever Vin Diesel is, you got your walker yeah, in there. You got black Italians. Love them. <laughs> uh, but I love Fast and the Furious 6. I did. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, and this number one honorable mention should have been in my top five, but there was just one too many good movies this year. Yeah. Uh, Stories We Tell. Sarah Polly's documentary uh, she's about... She's actually... Sarah Polly pops up in my uh, discoveries for the year, yeah. Right on. Yeah, she, that, that film is fantastic. Uh, it's about her uh, finding her real dad, finding out that she is, you know... Don't spoil it for me. No, no, no. That's, that's the whole okay. plot. Okay. That, that's that's the plot from the get, Okay, is finding her real dad. Okay. Um, it's it's hilarious. It's sad. It's really eye-opening, His her relationship with her family, and she gives all of them uh, a spotlight, too, okay. and I really like that. Uh, she did a like really... Just a big keynote? Yes. <laughs> Big 10K right in their face. Um, Sarah, I can't can't see you. Visual jokes, her podcast. (laughs) Uh, She does a really good job. With documentaries, there's always this problem of how you're going to do the recreations. Mm -hmm. And the recreations in that movie are really well done. She has, she shoots it. I think she shot it on film. She might have shot it on digital and then retrograded it to film. But it... It looks like the time period, whatever the 60s and 70s would be like. And the actors that she got and the actress who plays her mom almost look so good that you would think that they're the real person. And it reminded me, someone saying... Shut the fuck up. Anyway, uh, that's just for us. Yeah, yeah, that's just for us. So, no, but the reenactments in this of a a documentary, fantastic. Also... And you're gonna watch this. You're gonna watch I'm this. Gonna see mo- it at some point, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. gonna watch this movie for what I'm gonna say next. Okay. It has the best uh, uh, credit cookie. No, I don't want to watch it now. <laughs> you will love it. Okay. Or the, what do they call the pre-credit pop? Like the slammer? What is? You know. I don't know. So like they have the credit cookie. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like wedged. It's like the they credits. do like the directed by Sarah Polly. Yeah, I think Sorry, so. And then they have something in the middle, yeah. and then they do all the rest yeah, yeah. of the credits. Yeah, yeah. It has the best credit yeah. sequence in it. Okay. Okay. So you want to start with your number? So again, five? I didn't see that many films, and I sort of, I, I sort of picked this one, the my number five film, sort of almost for you, so we could geek out about this for a little bit. It was Iron Man three, directed yeah. by Shane Black, which is number you know, five. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Best Christmas movie of this year? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We all know the best Christmas movie is Die Hard. This <laughs> year? This year? I mean, did you not see Best Man Holiday? <laughs> um, no, yeah, just... I'm just... holding out for Black Nativity. <laughs> um, just really inventive action, like uh, uh, the thing with the piano that he does is like... I think, yeah, that's the thing that Shane Black was... Something he was known for that doesn't get uh, talked about a lot, like just the use of everyday objects, mm-hmm. very inventive use. Like he has Iron Man shooting his phaser at a piano to hit a to hit a helicopter outside. It's like, how do you think of that? Um, yeah, just like the 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 very kiss kiss bang bang, very just like a lot of his '90s work. Um, what do you think about the criticism that Tony Stark was not in the suit enough? 
I mean, that's that is a move you do. That is one of the options you have on a sequel. Like there's there's uh wasn't that the criticism of Batman the Dark Knight Rises too that he wasn't in the suit enough or whatever. But like you had, uh, but the, the, the best agree. part of Iron Man is that they were able to cast them. So like you you used Robert Downey Jr.'s face when you use it. Yeah, and like we've had we've had two Iron Man movies and an Avengers movie. Uh, in the words of Jay Z. Buy my old albums, all right? Like yeah. we've we've had enough Iron Man right. and Iron Man. It's already been, it's already yeah. been done or yeah. already been set up. Let yeah. me have my little Shane Black. Yeah, exactly. with yeah. Just just I mean, just all the Shane Black. Like I think uh, a lot of the a lot of people were like, it's Marvel. You have all this money and you decide to end your movie on in a in a uh, on a, on the docks. When it was like, it's a Shane Black movie. Mm-hmm. It has to end mm-hmm. up on the docks somehow. No, no. So yeah, it was just just a fun. If if you're a fan of '90s action and you know like Shane Black story, it was. Great to see him have this victory lap. And he I made agree. kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I don't know what he'd been done since, but then Downey pulled, 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 pulled in a pulled call in, and, yeah. and, and got him in there, and it was, it was, it was like fun. Yeah. My number five is Francis Ha. <sighs> Noah Baumbach. Okay. Yeah. Noah Baumbach. Look, if I want to see girls, I'll see girls. All right. It is. It is. <laughs> if, you, if you're a fan of girls, yeah. you're gonna love this movie. Even more so if you're in, if you're on the wavelength of New York intellectualism, mm-hmm. uh, like Baumbach's uh, oeuvre mm-hmm. canon is known for. Mm-hmm. You're gonna like this movie. Uh, Black and white is fantastic. It was shot digitally, by the way. Um, it's, it's, did they shoot it digitally back and white or they just shot it? No, they color. shot it digitally color and, and then, then did it back and white. Um, it was so well done. Greta Gerwig is amazing as a as a uh, she's gonna be a, 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 a if she's given a chance she's gonna be a great star. She's vulnerable. Okay, so what? no, go ahead. I I think what's gonna happen with her is either she either has to be a big star, or because like you've seen the trend now with like. You get a hit like fucking. Uh, who won I meant that. I meant that from. If she chooses her roles well, she's gonna be a someone's yeah. favorite actress. No, I think what I'm saying is like a lot. Like the move now seems to be to like to do movies or like you have a Francis Ha and you parlay that into some sort of TV show. Yeah, well, I you already see. have that TV show with the girl, so it's gonna yeah, be that's that's like that's why I'm like she either has to be like. Um, well, she was Parker the, Posey almost. Well, she was. I, I saw. I saw Greenberg after the fact. I hadn't seen yeah. it when it came out, and oh. she's one of the best parts of that movie, really? in my opinion. I, yeah. First of all, I thought Greenberg maybe Francis Haas is uh, <laughs> animating that for me a little bit. Okay. I, I mean, I thought she was. I like. I almost don't even remember. If you Greenberg. if you like if you like uh, the the uh, what's what's the word when uh, how would you describe Woody Allen um, neurotic neurotic nevish I would say neurotic if you like <laughs> is nevish too racist it's a, it's going a little <laughs> too far my to, bad uh, neurotic if you like the neuroticism of Woody Allen yeah. sh- that movie Frances Ha and 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 her performance is not only vulnerable but it's weak and lame okay. and she's not scared to be weak and lame okay. and she plays it really well the, I really want to see her yeah. yeah it's it's really really good and if you come at it with the expectation of of, of girls you're going to have that similar atmosphere mm-hmm. but it has a lot more to say about it and it has some of the best music to moving image okay. of any movie I saw this year okay um Number four, should I go with it? Oh uh, yeah, here we go. Gravity. 
Okay. Gravity is my number four, and I'm going to say Gravity, uh, just like Hugo, is a movie that absolutely must yeah. be seen in 3D. If yeah. you see it any other way for the first time, yeah. you are being robbed of something. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The, again, the atmosphere, the world building, everything... <laughs> <laughs> the actual building yeah. of the Earth yeah. in the program, the world building, yeah, uh, is 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 yeah, it's it, just like a cinematic it's beyond, experience. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah. There's a lot of movies that people say you have to watch in the theaters. That's the first movie I've seen in forever that I'm like, no, you, yeah, like there's no, yeah. And as mu- you could be the biggest 3D hater, yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. That that movie made I noticed me on the verge of. Uh, like my heart skipping a beat. Yeah, yeah. Holding my breath. So good, so good. Just nonstop too. Yeah. In the short, like ninety minutes, bam, bam. Yeah. One thing after the other. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people have criticized Sandra Bullock in it. I don't. I don't get it. I. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. No. I don't hate it. Her acting in it. Or just, uh, yeah. 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 No. No. Yeah. Uh, Miss Congeniality brought it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. What's your number four? Uh, my because I I have my order. For this one I have an order, so I gotta be careful. Uh, my number four is the best Coen Brothers movie of the year, Pain and Gain. It's oh as, really okay yeah, okay okay as, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't understand it, it until, yeah. I didn't understand it until you said but yeah you yeah. said it then too yeah yeah it's as if uh, Michael Bay watched Fargo and said I'm gonna make this but I don't like the gold <laughs> just The Rock is a weirdly fantastic and The Rock uh-huh. every once in a while like he has his franchise stuff and he's like he's like he's great in Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. he's great in, in in all this stuff but then every once in a while he gets a role where he actually gets to act like. Uh, uh, what's the, what's the Richard Kelly one? The uh, uh, Southland Tales, which is a horrible fucking movie, but he's good in it, and he gets to act a little bit. In this one, he's just he just shows so many characters, and I think I think a lot of times like almost like like the Chris Farley thing where he's so big that you don't yeah. realize it, but like he's so muscular that mm-hmm. you think he's just a big. How can he play love. gentle? Yeah, how can he yeah, play gentle? but he plays so mm-hmm. gentle in this. Anthony Mackie's great in it. Mm-hmm. We Michael Bay's just a stylist. Michael Bay might be the we don't give him credit for this, but he might be the best stylist. And when he he sort of pared down and made his small movie, which cost yeah, like twenty million, yeah, yeah. His, his micro, personal, his, personal yeah, his micro indie, mm-hmm. his micro budget, uh, it was and he and he delivered. It was it funny. was shot on all on handycam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, yeah, like the the thing with Tony Shalhoub uh, might be a little problematic, the Jewish thing. But then again, the joke isn't on Shalhoub. It's these guys are being horrible to yeah. him. I think that uh, as I remember it, I can see the yeah. criticism with it being kind of sophomoric humor yeah, at some yeah. points. But overall, but then again, you're going to a Michael Bay movie. It's, yeah, yeah, what do you expect? Um, I'm just surprised that there weren't more gay jokes. Honestly, yeah, well that's true. Honestly, because there were there any. Huh? There weren't even any. That's the thing. There sort of. Well, I, I can't imagine there were. And but that's the other thing. It's sort of. It's fascinating you to say that. But like in this world of bodybuilding, they're always yeah. like it wouldn't even. Why would you even make the gay joke? It's sort of I'll like also, they're so comfortable with their bodies and everything. I'll also say this. This is the best, uh, um, unknowingly dumb that Wahlberg has played since yeah. uh, Boogie Nights, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, yeah, but Wahlberg shines in this. Anthony Mackie's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rebel Wilson's great in it. Mm-hmm. Shalhoub, yeah, it's just just so many like just dry like the yeah. Co- like it's. I hope the Coen Brothers watch this and go. I mean, we could have been like it, the yeah. Coen Brothers could have made this movie. Yeah. Once you hit me with your number, number three, three. Uh, my number three is Spring Breakers. Yeah, um, just 
it just just i'm not a big harmony corinne fan but it just captured like yeah. the zeitgeist in a way like and then, like i said i don't think it's really playing down or making fun i think it's just like what it's like to be bored and make dumbass decisions and get ensnarled yeah. by this guy and then like because uh, uh, you think this movie's gonna gonna be one way and they're all gonna be horrible but really like uh well, we've given spoilers, right? It doesn't yeah, fucking sure. matter. Yeah, like like two been out for a better part of yeah, the year. Yeah, like two of the girls like leave halfway through because they and, and they they wise up and then like yeah. the other two don't and then like the finale is weirdly <laughs> like like they go into the big shootout and Frank gets shot in the head. Yeah, yeah. right. And th- immediately, yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, I think part of like this is also a movie you can pull apart. I think even I I, I hate to say even as much as uh, only God forgives. Yeah, yeah, but there's so much I'm in there. Make, okay. I was gonna make the comparison that it's this year's drive where it's like this yeah. director who's been sort of effused but it's it has enough plot but, but it doesn't the, lose his lyrical but what's list. in it too mm-hmm. is it's unabashedly uh roped and tied to its mission statement yeah it doesn't try to stand back and criticize yeah. the main characters and what they're doing right, right. you as an audience member could say that that ending was extremely fucking racist Right. Hey, why was it racist? Because uh, two white girls are destroying uh, oh, thing. Yeah. the black gangster and the, and his. But who's pump standing pump. up for the black gangster? That's the other thing. Like, who's standing up for the black gangster? Honestly, the most aberrant people mm. in the movie, even if they're the quote unquote heroes, yeah. aren't Although, much better yeah. than the worst. Yeah, the worst yeah. of, of I think, I think, other uh, color people. People of color. Yeah, there. yeah. I remember reading some stuff. It might have been your boy. Uh, I'm gonna give a plug to your boy Brandon, who's like, who apparently has an ebook. It's very much like Jerry Lewis's uh, "Day the Clown Died," <laughs> that he has his ebook that he's been uh, he's been promising, and he uh-huh. he's got it in his vault somewhere. Wait a minute, is it about the Holocaust it, no, and, and <laughs> no, it's about being a break. clown for a child <laughs> going to a gas chamber? No, it's about Spring Breakers. Uh, uh, but like so going that, to a Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, it's Spring Break uh, Auschwitz. That's. Too far? Too far? Uh, that's not too far. <laughs> yeah, but no, the, but like, the bikinis uh, aren't that sexy. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, I'm stop. Uh, no, like, uh, so like, there's that scene, the scene where Selena Gomez's characters leave and she's like, I'm afraid to yeah. be here. It's like, you're only afraid because they're black. And then like, there's, there's weird, uh, there's this weird sort of sociological thing. Like, those black guys know not to fuck with the pretty white girls because then that's how shit happens, yeah. you know, the history, Emmett Till, all that shit. So there's that playing into it. Uh, and it's just also uh, one of the best, uh, maybe since Hustle and Flow, one of the best representations of just, like, niche Southern hip-hop culture, like, yeah. how, how different it is and yeah. all the stuff that's going on in there. I think there's a lot you can pull apart of what you think is satire, what yeah. do you what you think is down-to-earth snapshot of yeah. a generation, yeah. and also... Uh, the 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 racial and feminist aspect. Yeah, yeah. This this movie could be in a film one hundred one class or a film four hundred one yeah, class yeah, yeah. where you're pulling apart and analyzing it with yeah, gender yeah. theory or race theory or anything yeah. like that. And then uh, and Harmony Corinne isn't uh, really known for satire or anything. It's, right. He's always been a really sincere he, filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like yeah. He's, he's and he's going from ki- kids to was it yeah. Trash Humpers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and g- Gummo. Yeah. Uh, my number three was Before Midnight. Yeah, is yeah. probably this is my number two. Okay, yeah, yeah. Prob- explosions of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that it's uh, you know if you're, yeah. you're it's culmination. It's yeah, you it's, know it builds on everything that came before. It's every time like before sunset came out, we were like, what? They're making a sequel with this? Mm-hmm. There's no way. Amazing. Yeah. Before midnight comes out, what? There's no way. 
amazing. Mm-hmm. Like just I, they just know these characters yeah. and. and the relationships again, yeah. are real. Yeah. The heartbreak is real. Yeah. And, I, yeah. Uh, uh, and it starts... Uh, uh, the beginning is amazing, too. Just just him with his son. And it's this thing where he has to say bye to his son. And you just... Just those, like, ten minutes, you get yeah. you get the nugget of what that relationship with, with him, what the relationship with the, with the woman he left after the events of the second movie. Uh, you get some amazing uh, long, uh, long-duration shots of them just talking and... Yeah. and yeah, yeah, these Link Glider, Delpy, and, uh, and Ethan Hawke just know what they're about. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Great great writers yeah. uh, together. I think that they they paint those characters in ways that, you know, has never been done in a relationship drama before. Yeah. You've never had those, uh, those kind of relationships, uh, that kind of relationship painted that way yeah. on film before and i think that if if you're if you're a person that likes dialogue you're gonna love these movies but beyond that it's also like this is what um you know they sprinkle in the turns of the relationship in almost like what tarantino does with pop culture talk yeah, they're yeah, talking yeah. about something else but it means but something. It means, uh, it yeah, mean, yeah. They're talking about something else while they're talking about another topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it 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 is almost as heartbreaking and 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 gasp inducing that like last twenty minutes or that last yeah, yeah, act. Yeah, that fight. Yeah. yeah. And again, it ends like the second where you don't know. Are, it, right. It, this could be the end of the relationship. Right. This could mean that they're right. back together. Right. I actually take yeah. everything back. Link Ladder, you should have had some balls. <laughs> should have gotten split them up. Bring them back in 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 before uh, before noon. Uh, before hot dog, the fifth one. No, go ahead. They go to they go to foods after that. <laughs> so okay, so your number two was before midnight. Yeah, my number two was before midnight. My number one is okay. gravity. Okay, your number yeah, one was gravity. Uh, just just on the the simple fact that this is a movie, the theater experience. I and uh, I'm sort of of uh, the new generation that it's like. You don't have to watch everything. Like all the all the movies we've named, you don't lose much watching it. You know, on a yeah, forty it, inch. Yeah, TV. or even on yeah. I nah, would say iPod, but on your on your Mac. Yeah, I mean that that's not ideal, but yeah, you don't yeah. you don't lose much. But Gravity is just yeah. like yeah, like Avatar before. Like you have to yeah. watch it three D, the you, biggest screen you can. You want to tell the listeners what your joke is for seeing Gravity? Oh, you just I jump in yeah, front just, of it. Yeah, because I saw he gravity. He just jumps in place and he's like, I saw gravity. Yeah, I saw gravity, yeah. I hate that shit. Just, I mean, you don't see gravity, you experience gravity. <laughs> you did experience it, right? In the theater. I saw it, I experienced it, I loved it. Yeah, just bare bone storytelling. Okay. I love the minimalism of it. So, I love, uh, yeah. Uh, just that first shot where you're just looking at Earth. Yeah. It's just, yeah. oh, uh, uh, it's one of probably my favorite shot of the year. Uh, when she's on the the Russian spaceship, it's gone. She figures out that she can't touch it, and she's mm-hmm. just calling out, and like it pans up, and you see the aurora borealis. Yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, just amazing. Yeah. Just, yeah. It, it it kind of uh, hits all the things that it should mm-hmm. for an experience in space. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's not really sci-fi, but it yeah. has it has that that space. It does element. a good job of creating sound elements. Like yeah. you you should know that there is no sound in space. Yeah. At some point, they kind of betray that, but yeah. at that point, you're so invested in the story yeah. that it's. Kind no, of but weird. I think I think they they to it just from a like I think they put you. I think I think 
much like uh, Battlestar. It's like if you were in space, yeah. just you would just hear like the little vibration, right, right. like and and right. so you hear that or like they have like the the thing blow up behind her, but you don't yeah. see it or you yeah. you see it, she doesn't, yeah. and you hear nothing. Like there's the sound, nothing there. the sound design in um, this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I had not a problem. This is my number one movie. I had no problem with the uh, Deuce ex Clooney uh-huh. of the movie. <laughs> I love that. Just because, I mean, like, it, at the end of the day, this it's a movie. Like, But it's also... Okay, it's, here's, it's, here's right. my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you just saying the mechanism of him coming back and her realizing? I think a lot of this movie... I think movies in general and this movie in particular, it's... it's Well, this movie in particular is very fact-based. It's very, yeah. like, this is what it's like to be in space, blah, 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 blah. And you have to allow it that little bit of movie magic or that little bit of like right. serendipity or something like it happens. It's it's the it's it's what we I always talk about. Uh, I, it happens in every movie, but like the thing of the score where De Niro sees the uh, the the thing happen, or he sees a kid playing with a water pump, and he gets oh blah, 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 I got the idea. It's the exact same thing. And, and movies, you have to suspend that disbelief a little bit. Mm-hmm. I get why some people were like, ah, oh, because they went into this very scientific, cold movie. But, like, there's enough in there. There's enough other stuff in there that I, I enjoyed that moment. It, it, it's, it's set up when, when he's talking to her about, the, uh, about his kid. And then it, it, it's a... And it's also like a trippy fucking movie. Like yeah. you're in space. Like th- yeah. this, th- the void fucks with you too. Yeah. Like it could, be, it could be a thing where like you're up there. Well, she's been up there for hours I on think, her own. I think if someone watches the scientific reality, yeah, as opposed to fiction, yeah. the science, the science reality of mm-hmm. the movie, they will be completely tipped off that she is having a fantasy by right. her, by not, the thing by opening it. and her head not exploding. Yeah. Exactly, her not going as full scanners. Yeah. yeah. And the ending is terrific. The yeah, just yeah, powerful ending. It's powerful Absolutely. ending. Yeah. So my top two are extremely heavy. I thought we already got your top two. No. Oh, I said my night was my good. bad. I'm no, sorry. No, no, it's yeah, right. okay. no, no, it's all right. Since most of the list was made up of things we have yeah. already talked about, perfect. Yeah. But my top two are very, very heavy. Mm. I didn't think that like you know something's wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull. <laughs> yes, something's wrong See, with gravity. Gravity. Uh, so the act of killing is my number two. Okay. Uh, anyone who's heard of this documentary or or read anything about what it's really based on and everything. Uh, it, it's it's mind blowing to have murderers and people who committed genocide to be on screen and uh, laugh about it and uh, brag about it and even uh, demonstrate demonstrate and reenact it and uh, do it in artistic ways too. They did a musical that is supposed to be of the genocide and everything. It's uh, it, it's uh, I would say that it's not flawless. It's a little overlong. But there, it, it's one of the best documentaries of the year, and maybe of the last you know five or ten years, yeah. just by the fact of how the uh, how the director and that crew were able to get behind that that veil, behind that wall, and actually hang out with and see these these murderers, these self-professed and happy murderers, just brag about these things that they did mm-hmm. basically it would be like having being interviewing nazis mm-hmm. after the holocaust 
and they were like, yeah, that's great, you know? And we got rid of that, that threat because they were, they were doing this genocide to, to rule out the communist threat. Right, right. So they were talking about how we destroyed communism. So on their side, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad was in 1963. <laughs> uh, no, but... Uh, it's like a whole movie of the Remy interview from uh, Cocaine Cowboys. Yes, yeah. yeah. It is, uh, it's, yeah. We saw that movie, yeah. so we would have got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating mm-hmm. and, uh, and, yeah, and mind blowing. Mind blowing. I think that uh, anybody who's really interested in in the ability of, of, of staring into evil space with nothing with with no like criticism, like the eye of the of the documentary is almost non judgmental. Okay, it's objective. Yeah. You're you're seeing this, but it's astounding what it captures. It's astounding. And then my number one is, uh, in many people's opinion, including mine, maybe even heavier than that, because that genocide comes home dealing with American history, and that's 12 years a slave, made by a Brit, made by not even an African-American. He is a black Brit, right? So, uh, uh, yeah. So sort of uh, proves my Django theory too. Sort of the problem that I had with Django yeah. was that a white man made it. No, that 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 it was the the that Tarantino was just too close to it. So having somebody right. from across the pond right. do it, sort of like he can really see see with an objective eye the thing. Almost. Right, and and yes. and he's a black man. Being being an outsider is definitely. Yeah. I would say that, and this might just. I haven't seen it, so don't. This, uh, this, I, I won't. Okay. But uh, just uh, from the perspective of someone that loves Spike Lee so much, I'm sorry, but I think the best black filmmaker, the b- best black director working today mm-hmm. is Steve McQueen. First of all, one, I knew him when he was up on his art shit. <laughs> Your installation shit. Two, give him, give him 20 years. He'll, sure, sure. He'll make a, he'll make sure. a girl six sure. here and there. Yeah. Can't wait to see McQueen's Girl Six. <laughs> it's actually um, called Girl Seven. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Tell so you like before? Hunger and, and, and Shame. I haven't seen Shame. I mean... I love Hunger, but <laughs> I hate you. Visual jokes on a podcast. Yeah. Um, no, um, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, I think that's yeah. how you say his name, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever see the SNL skit about Dermot McRoney doing... Yeah, doing yeah. At the end, it's like, oh, Dermot Hansel, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's astounding. He's yeah. amazing throughout Fastbender. Amazing. When is he ever really that bad? Fastbender... I mean, have you seen Centurion? <laughs> I mean, I haven't, but... Uh, he, have he, you seen 300? He really... He really... He really turns yeah. in uh, a kind of okay yeah. performance. Um, Some would say he's magnetic on screen. Some would say that. I'm gonna be... Uh, I'm gonna be... I'm gonna be Wolverine in that scene and say fuck you. Yeah, or exactly. fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Um, if you think that mm. talking about genocide is bad and 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 heartbreaking and sad and and gonna pull the emotions out of you, if you see the most realistic depiction of maybe the darkest time violently mm-hmm. that we've ever done to our own people, okay. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is beyond it makes you feel the emotion but it also you, you can i don't think that you can really fathom slavery seeing amistad right, right, right. or seeing uh glory yeah. or seeing what what are other big hollywood Just movies any that movie by a white man yeah <laughs> exactly you can't understand racism or 
the ability to take a human being and and dehumanize them and make them animals. Okay. Better than seeing this movie. Okay. You are going to come out of it transformed. And I don't I don't say that easily. That is a movie that you are not going to only understand slavery from from a perspective of a person of color. Mm-hmm. But you're going to understand that 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 gap where you have completely no hope and where does hope come from mm. like how do you get to the point where there's positivity in your life after all of that because if you don't know the story the story is about a free black man yeah, taken free, from yeah. the north he was and never sold a into, slave and never know. a slave and sold into slavery yeah. and he spends 12 years as a slave without his family right there in the title yep it's, I haven't seen it again. Yeah, it's uh, astounding. Yeah. And it is my favorite movie of 2013. Definitely. Okay, okay we're going to do this kind of quick because we're already way over two hours. Just, just cut it off, baby. Just cut it off? No, just cut it off. Hour now. We're two-parted. No. Two-parted. No. Why, why, why no, are you saying I make everyone sit through everything. Okay. They're waiting for the Music Alley plug at the end. <laughs> Give them two Music Alley plugs. <laughs> um... What what was uh let's let's uh let's make this quick. Let's do okay. like five minutes per person, and we'll call it a day. Per person? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So sum up like your discoveries, your favorite discoveries of two thousand thirteen in about five minutes. Give me give me give me the the cliff notes. I mean, I only have two. Did you want me? To okay, yes, we're stretching. Want me to do the concerts too? Oh, uh, you do, do whatever you feel like. Yeah. Okay, so my two discoveries, one I actually saw today was Chris Rock's big ass jokes. Like I every once in a while I just go on YouTube and type in Chris Rock when I'm yep. bored. Uh, and somebody finally uploaded this is the special that he did before Bring the Pain and it's 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 great. It's a Chris Rock special. Mm-hmm. It's you can tell like he's still like raw and still Fine, young. And his, yeah, yeah, and still refining everything, yeah. but everything you love about Chris Rock, the relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only half an hour, so there's there's some political stuff. Uh, it ends on a callback from a previous joke. It's just uh, I saw it today, and I was just like, within the first like ten minutes, I knew. Yep, this is, I'm I'm doing this for the podcast nice. today. Nice. Uh, and then the other discovery, the only one I remember and would warrant like actually like putting saying something about was uh, Sarah Polly's last movie, Take This Waltz. Uh, stars mm-hmm. Carrie Mulligan, uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen uh, I don't know the other guy's name, but just nondescript white guy. Right. Uh, Sarah Silverman's in it. Um, so the, the part of this movie that got me, there's a part right in the middle of it where, uh, so the movie's about, uh, Carrie Mulligan and Seth Rogen are married and they've been married for like four or five years and she's getting pretty much disillusioned with life. She meets this random guy, like somewhere else. Like she takes a trip somewhere. They end up on the same, like they, they meet at the place. She make, he makes fun of her. And they, they're on the same plane. Like they sit next to each other and then they take a cab ride home and then they end up, they realize they live like right next door to each other. Um, and then they fall in love or whatever. But there's a scene in the middle of this movie where hmm. it's uh, in, uh, like, you know what a scrambler is? Like the attraction? Like, uh, they're in the scrambler. Oh, you've seen the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So they're, they're in that scrambler. It's that scene where they're in the scrambler and video kills a radio star. And it just describes the whole movie. It's, a, it's about the whole yeah, movie. Right. It's fun, exhilarating at first. 
But then slowly she's like, I'm still on this thing. What's going on? And, and then it just becomes the same shit right. at the end. And the, the great thing about uh, uh, Video Kill the Radio Star is like, you know, us, to me, mean to see in this movie in 2013, it was like, yeah, but we know that videos die off too. And YouTube sure. comes through sure. and right. just everything gets old again. Right. Right. Just yeah, that that movie was like that's the last movie I've seen that I've been like, man, this is this is now going in in, in my thinking. That's why I want to see a stories we tell so much. Um, mm-hmm. so I also uh, uh, this was a year I went to a lot of big concerts and I want to just do a top four. And by top four, I mean the four concerts mm-hmm. I went to. Uh, number four was the Jay Z, um, Jay Z, Justin Timberlake, Legends of the Summer. Great show, like again, just a fun, fun show. Like they share Timberland and uh, Timberland and uh, Pharrell do a lot of their songs, so like they were able to like sonically the show was like matched up pretty well. We went, me and my friends went down to Miami to see it. So that's an experience. Yeah, that's an experience in itself. Yeah, it was fun. Rick Ross came out. Mm -hmm. Did a song with Jay. Uh, it gets stopped points because I threw on my back at the end of the oh, trip. Yeah, so right. fuck it. Fuck but, yo, real up. experience is not worth it unless you come <laughs> away injured. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, but it was a great show. I hadn't. I had never seen Timberlake before. I seen Jay Z. Like this was like my third time seeing Jay Z. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Number three was Louis C K. Um, just mm-hmm. great. This it, it was a special that premiered on mm-hmm. HBO. We went to see him. Yeah. Me and you went to see him. Um, just great. The bit. The thing that I don't know. Did you get the special? Mm-hmm. Because you know on the special where he does the thing about the guy who tries to kick him out of his apartment, but right. then at the end of the joke, he's like, actually, no, that yeah, happened. Right, right. Like, that was the best part of the joke, yeah. and it got cut out. Is it in the is it in the? It's thing? in the extended one. Oh, yeah. because that's the best part. Like, I'm yeah. watching the special. It's like, oh, why would you yeah, cut that why out? Why would you cut that out? The best bit, he's just like, uh, where he's yeah, like. Yeah, we saw, we saw him at Kennedy Center, Kennedy right? Center, yeah. yeah. And it was weird, because he came out, and he did, like, the Obama stuff. We were like, oh, mm-hmm. this is weird. And then he's like, no, I'm yeah. just, I just have to do this, because we're in the yeah, show. Yeah. This is the real show now, guys, yeah. Just a great show. The reason I put number two, and I put number. I was going to put number three and I put this guy number two is because CK is in the middle of a run. Like he's in, like yeah. we said about Kanye earlier yeah. or on the first part mm-hmm. uh, where like nothing he does is wrong. But then I saw Seinfeld and he was better than CK. Yeah. But would you like, that's unfathomable to yeah. me that that's how good Seinfeld yeah. is. Like, just he, he came that he in that he still has it and he came in and he did like a bunch of material about like us getting to the show which I was on a date with some girl and it was exactly that we got into an argument it was all this bullshit <laughs> he's a little angrier too like the, yeah. like I think he's getting angry in his old age yeah. but it's, it's still Seinfeld so it's not over give it 10 years he's gonna be Carlin <laughs> yeah it's gonna be yeah <laughs> some would say he's already Carlin <laughs> only yeah. by the fact that Carlin's dead <laughs> oh, yeah, but just like just biting and and, and but in in a real Seinfeld way yeah. where the anger is just below the surface. Right. It's, it's just like a lot of angry white right. man stuff. But right. just the, really, the, the Orny yeah. Adams of it all is what I'm hearing. First of all, don't ever, <laughs> don't you ever. And what uh, was your number one? Uh, Kanye, Kanye show, yeah. the Yeezus show, really. It, it made me like the album more. There's he did sort of the album and he didn't do it just in straight straight set, but it gave the the album. Uh, more more weight almost like there's a story like there's there's a story behind the concert mm-hmm. which you don't really see a lot. Yeah. Um, he pays it like a concert where like you know like the, the hits are at the end, but it's like it's sort of like this journey like there's anger and like there's despair. Mm-hmm. So like and there's a mountain on the stage and a mountain. Uh, uh, first of all, there's a mountain and a, like there's a huge LED screen. Uh, and then like at one point the mountain erupts like during blood on the leaves the mountain erupts and then like you see it on the screen and then like 
maybe like probably like during the chorus of the second verse you see the lava start trickling down the mountain mm-hmm. so very dope. choreographed and yeah 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 there's there's a part so there's that and then there's a stage in front of it and then there's like this runway and this triangular stage at one point the state the the triangular stage lifts mm-hmm. and he's like on top of the stage during can't tell me nothing which is like i i dropped a little tear i'm not gonna yeah. lie and then but he goes from like the triumph to the song where his mom passed so he's like on top of this thing lying down there's snow Nice. Just yeah, just nice. yeah. Kanye and Seinfeld were the best two. Right on, of the year. Right on, dude. Yeah. Um, my favorite discoveries kind of go across media, but they're mostly film. Yeah. Um, so my number four favorite discovery this year was seeing a bunch of animated movies that I had missed not only through my life, but like I for some reason I haven't watched. Pixar movies first run in theaters uh, in, in a few years, mm. um, and uh, a lot of a lot of animated movies just. Because we saw Wally, we had like lots of Wally yeah. you know that. But but if most of the time animated movies fall under the radar for me, and mm. I don't see them until they come out on DVD. So this year I saw one, two, three, four, five really good ones, and probably they might be some of my favorite. I saw uh, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph's amazing. Superb. Uh, Sarah Silverman also is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And just, like, it's for us. Like, all the pop culture, all the video game pop culture. It's really for our generation. Ratatouille, never saw. And, man, is it fantastic. You know what? That that sort of seems like, outside of Cars, it sort of seems like the run of the litter of the Pixar trains. But it's amazing. It's just as good as any of them. The voice acting, the story, everything's great. Uh, Brave. I was really surprised how moving that was. I, I don't know. I, it wasn't moving, but My expectation but was yeah. that it was going to be run-of-the-mill, and the the mother-daughter shit in it totally mm. broke me. It Maybe, I don't know, because so it was Up, and then it did Cars 2, and mm. then it did Brave. Yeah. So it was like their first original one in a while, and I think my expectations were just like, all right, Way too they're, they're going to get back to the yeah. Pixar thing, and... Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the 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 weird turn in the middle was cool, and then the mother daughter stuff was good. Yeah. I mean, if it was father daughter, then you know it would hit me. You uh, know it hit me playing. How to Train Your Dragon. I still haven't seen that. Super fun okay. and some of the best animation ever. I'm also like aware of seeing it because I heard like uh, sort of like Avatar gravity yeah. thing that 3D really made it pop. And, yeah, yeah. And those are I can I can see that. Yeah. I saw it without, and I loved it. Loved so it? maybe. Okay. Maybe that's not true. Uh, and then probably my favorite animated movie of the year and probably now in my top five that I had never seen before and I don't top know why. Top five all time? Or top top five? five all time. Okay. And I don't know why it, it never came. It was Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. And what, what are you looking at? I have no idea what that is. Uh, so Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki. Uh, okay. it, it's, it is a, a cornerstone movie from the 80s for Studio okay. Ghibli or Ghibli or however you want to pronounce it. Jeff, not Giff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just absolutely beautiful fantasy. So what, so what is it? Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. So you like it better than all the 2000 stuff that he's made? The, the Spirit of the Ways and the Toto... What was yeah, uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. Uh, that's actually from a long time ago. Um, no, I... I House Moving Castle, you like it more than all those? Or? I've never seen House Moving Castle okay. either. I But of all the Studio Ghibli that I've seen, it's it's up there. Okay. Uh, Grave of the Fireflies might still be my favorite 
animated movie and favorite studio. Ghibli. So wait, these are so when you say top five all the time, you're saying top five animated movie, not top five movie overall. Top five animated. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, if I was there are animated movies in my top ten, but I don't okay. think in my top five. But anyway. It is superb, superb fantasy. Um, uh, uh, kind of uh, also a interesting satire of jingoism. It's it's got okay. some good stuff in there. Um, my number three uh, favorite discovery of two thousand thirteen are actually three films, and they're all for the same reason. Okay. So, killing them softly by Andrew Dominic. You liked it. Mm. Uh, I can tell you liked y- it. Young adult by Jason Reitman. <sighs> you hadn't seen Young Adult. Oh! And uh, a hijacking by Tobias Lindholm. I haven't seen that. Uh, so, have you seen The Counselor? No. Okay, if you liked Killing Them Softly, you'd probably like The Counselor. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. So, all of those movies I like because of the Groundhog Day ness. I discovered them. I felt like I discovered them. Ah, okay. <laughs> that's such an inside baseball thing. Well, that's what, I'm telling it to you. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling yeah. to you. So, Fernando you says the reason man. that he loves... I love Groundhog Day is my favorite movie because I discovered... Yeah, I, I, just, didn't, I saw it like right. on a Saturday right. afternoon. I didn't right. know anything about it. Right. Didn't know anything about these three movies. Actually, the only thing I knew about these three movies for the hijacking was what it's about. Okay. The Somali pirates. So, okay, very much... Uh, this... Uh, no, no, 2012. Oh, that's what came out last year. Okay. So, yeah. So, it precedes oh, Captain I, Phillips. I think I vaguely remember this, yeah. Compared to Captain Phillips, it handles the race issue a lot better. Oh, wait. was this Is this the same story? It's a similar story. It's also about a, I think, Norwegian or okay. Dutch. Yeah, because there was a couple other hijackings around the yeah. time of the, the real it's incident. It's not a true story. It's oh, about, it's just a made-up yeah, thing? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I do remember there, there were, like, reports of Somalia yeah. hijackings yeah. even before the Captain Phillips yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Captain Phillips has great performances in it. I have a problem with the the story and the movie's execution yeah, overall. Yeah. A hijacking is the movie that I wanted it to be. Okay. Young Adult is. I could talk to you about Young Adult for hours. Yeah, so just like you could eat a peach for hours. We're going. <laughs> the young Young Adult is is fantastic. If you want a character uh, oriented yeah. movie, a a, a character that you might and maybe shouldn't like oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the movie but, for you uh, uh, the one thing I will say well two things I'll say is one Charlize Theron is just amazing yes. it? and yeah. two it plays with this thing it's the same reason I hate I hate not the same reason I hate Marty but the thing about Marty where it's, it's a thing about beauty that she gets away with so much yeah, yeah. because of the way she yeah, looks. Yeah. Not because yeah. she's white, yeah. but because she's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So you go into She gets into away it, with yeah. being a fucking douchebag. Yeah. So even as an audience, you're like, oh, she's so beautiful. I have to like mm-hmm. her. But then like, oh, exactly. so good. Yeah, Jason. I think Jason Reitman is like one of my favorite yeah, working I directors. Agree. Yeah, I, I, I think all his movies are, are good. I haven't I seen agree. Labor Day yet. And Killing Them Softly, which is divisive to yeah. a lot of people. I think that I love it because of its callback to 70s yeah. uh, kind of neo-noir. It's a, it's a callback to that. It's If you liked Friends of Eddie Coyle, if you yeah. like uh, heavy dialogue movies where a lot of the plot is just kind of between the lines of, of dialogue between characters, you're going to like this movie. If you're going into it expecting a action-packed gangster movie, yeah. you're going to be disappointed. Uh, same problem I had with The Counselor. Same problem I had with, what's the other movie? Uh, Killing Them Softly. I'm not killing them softly. Uh, only God forgives. Like, yeah. it's just 
on the edge of not enough information yeah. for me to, to really to yeah. really and then it's not like the other stuff isn't fleshed out enough for you to be like oh well this this and this but some right. some good camera work though right. I would say that my number two favorite discovery of 2013 was the disaster artist the movie that Greg Sestero uh, the the book that Greg Sestero and Tom Bissell wrote about the making of the room and mm. and uh, Tommy Wiseau it is. He's already shaking his head, ladies and gentlemen. He hates the room. He hates Tommy Wiseau. No, I hate this room. <laughs> uh, Disaster Artist is going to make you, if you like the room, if you like Tommy Wiseau, if you're uh, a Wiseauite like I am, or a Wiseauvian, or however you want to say it. I this made that kind of like Wiseauvian. Yeah. This is WTF. Yeah. All the Wiseauites. All yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. yeah. So, uh, if, you, if you're fascinated by that movie and that filmmaker, this movie is going to make you appreciate it even it's more. Book? Oh, it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. So, there's parallel stories in the book no it's a book it's a book okay. about the movie yeah, yeah. so uh, the, par- the game coming out <laughs> the parallel story is uh, Greg Sestero becoming an actor mm-hmm. and kind of his road to being an actor and mm-hmm. then it's paralleled with real on the set stories from the making of the room and it's fantastic Greg Sestero he was Mark he was the young-looking dude that cheats uh, with uh, with uh, Tommy Wiseau's. He's in girl the room, be- but he's in the room. Do you remember okay. the room? You've seen it. Have I? The young, good-looking, like thin dude. I think dude so, maybe with the beard. I don't. I try At to one forget point, as much. Baby face. Okay, never mind. It's a great book. You should go out and read it if you're looking for a book to read that is not only about a fascination with making a film, whether you know how to make one or not. Get this book. If you're looking for good comedy, get this book. If you're aspiring to anything as an artist, get this book. It, it really does show you how to have a thick skin and get past that. Get past all the naysaying. And my number one hands-down favorite discovery of 2013 is a movie by Ken Russell called The Devils. Never heard about it until a couple years ago. I think I saw you post something about this. Yeah. Year. Yeah, it's a cult favorite. It's never been released in its full form. It's been cut up and destroyed by the Brits, by the Americans, by everyone. Warner Brothers, I think, owns it for American distribution, and they will they will go to their graves without allowing it to be released in America. It's a scathing. Uh, movie uh, about organized religion and particularly mm-hmm. Catholicism. Oliver Reed is in it. If you uh, know Oliver Reed from anything, it might be uh, of this of our generation would probably be his part in uh, Gladiator and Ridley Scott's Gladiator. He's the, the the slave owner. He's yeah. He's the older one that teaches. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The one that died during the making of the movie. Yeah. So Oliver Reed is a fantastic British actor. He uh, was well known throughout the sixties and seventies, and this might be his best performance ever. He plays uh, um, a a priest. I want to say a cardinal, uh, but uh, no, like a, a high level priest who is using his town and his church to basically do whatever he wants. He has sex with women, he does he basically does every vice. And at the end of the day he's like, you know, I'm a human being after all, God forgive me, move on. So Louis the Fourteenth's uh, uh, Cardinal Richelieu, I think, uh, finds out that uh, this is happening oh, in the stem. So this is set in the 1700s, I think, uh, okay. or maybe the 1600s. Like Louis the Fourteenth, I was like, oh wait, it's not set in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, 1700s or so 1600s? No, no nose candy, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like agonistic. So then he was doing blow <laughs> on a what? Parchment? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, so Richelieu and his people come to town and they're going to do uh, trials uh, to, to see... Who has the devil in them? And Vanessa Redgrave is fantastic in this. She she's like the head of uh, this uh, this um, uh, nun. Uh, you know what do they call it? Like a collective of nuns. Uh, she nunnery. A nunnery. Yes. There we go. Uh, she she's the head nun of this, and she's also one of these people that kind of frames. Uh, Oliver Reed's character and says that he, you know, he he was doing things that would be in line with the devil, well, and she says, was. and she was, and she says that she's possessed and everything like that. So it's all a ruse to kind of get these people to take Oliver Reed out of the um, out of the line because. Vanessa Redgrave wants to be with him, and she she sees him fucking around with other women. So it's you know a jealous woman type. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, oh, you mean just a woman? <laughs> you said that. Like, I like high and I like girls. I'm still sexist I people. Know, I know. Uh, so yeah, no, it's I'm not selling it well enough. But the Devils is extremely scathing. So did it get released in in Britain? It got released in Britain in a cut. It got, got cut. cut. It got cut. The original Ken Russell cut was never released. I think it's it's bootlegged. I think yeah. you can get it from uh, Korea or Hong Kong. Okay. You can. It's it's a terrible master though. You can't really see it. It's blown out and everything. Yeah, okay. That's the only original cut. Uh, it's extremely scathing about organized religion, but not so much about faith. So if you are a person who's agnostic. You might love this movie. If you're atheist, you're gonna love this movie. But if you're agnostic and you're not sure about ascribing yourself to faith, this is a movie that will make you question organized religion. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't it doesn't shit on your ability and want to be faithful. Right, right. right. Whether that's to God, nature, whatever. It's about the organization. Yeah. Not the, yeah. Not the it's a scathing, wonderful. Uh, movie and if you can get the British Film Institute special edition of it it's got a documentary on there uh, and that's not even the, the full cut huh that's not even the full cut that's the, no it's the most complete cut okay and it has a documentary on there about the censorship of this movie and it's it, funny it, if the documentary was just the full cut <laughs> the documentary has is about the censorship of the movie and yeah. it does include the scenes that were cut out <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that was the joke I was about to make. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, so why don't they just put that into so the movie? So the the extension is that that has. I, I think that the BFI actually. I take that back. I think the BFI special edition doesn't have those cuts in there. If you get that bootleg I was talking mm-hmm. about, it has the uncut documentary. Ah. So even the documentary was cut. Can you believe that? Man. Yeah. Those, those anyway, I'm not. Things. I'm not selling it well enough. But the, yeah. the devils go search it out, yeah. find it. It might Can become. Russell? Ken Russell, it might Oliver Reed stars in it with v- Vanessa Redgrave. It might be your favorite movie of whatever year you see it. It's fantastic, Fernando. Thank you so much yeah, for this long parts? discussion. Two parts. Come on. Why two I parts? It's, just, it's long. Was it two and a half now? What do you want in two thousand fourteen besides peace, love, and harmony? <sighs> I hope Man Men's better. Um, shit, I thought about this too. Uh, what, the, what, what the trailer just came out? Jupiter Ascending. I'm like yeah. really excited about that. Yeah, Sean Bean. Uh, uh, 
just to see how they use Sean Bean. Right. Like, are they going to anti... I, I feel like the Sean Bean, it, it, the wave is about to turn. I yeah. think Jupiter Ascending will be the first and doesn't betray, doesn't die, Sean right. Bean movie. That's what you probably will die. No, you probably will die. Um, what am I looking forward to? Yeah, just just uh, a lot of TV. Uh, Beyonce album apparently going to be on the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really like Better Thor. than Magna Carta Holy Road? I don't I haven't heard it yet. Oh, I, you, I didn't even mention it, did I? It's it's uh, somebody who described it as Jay Z's tattoo you. So it's just yeah. very descriptive. Okay, guys, it's over two what hours. Are you forward? Huh? What are you looking forward to? In 2014, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to watch uh, Friday Night Lights. Okay. I do want to do. A, here's the, here's the thing that I want to do. I want to do a paradigm shift in my own life. I want to read more. I want to read more, and I want to get back to listening to music. Okay. So I think I'm going to be paring back my podcast listening to my favorite episodes mm. and not try to listen to everything. everything. And uh, I want to read more. Get up on music. Read yeah. some books. Yeah, because I the I, I read. I read, if I'm lucky, two to three books a, a year, probably closer to two. Yeah. And I want to read more. Yeah. Maybe that, I think that was one of them. Uh, Bill Simmons' book of basketball. Just a great professional basketball history book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, man. Thank great. you, sir. Yeah. 2013. 2000, yeah, we'll In the bag. We, do, we, do, we took care of it. Took a red marker to it. Done. Two-parter. Two-parter. <laughs> you think it's going to be a two-parter? You it should. might be a two-parter. It's like two and a half hours. I'm going to release it. Probably one part on Monday and one on Thursday. What you gotta do is you gotta cut it and then release it through Britain and then <laughs> Warner Brothers writes it, they'll release it. Yeah. So then you have to go to Hong Kong and get the yeah. to get the bootleg. The, yeah, the bootleg. And then the right. bootleg will have a documentary with the uncut scenes yeah. with the with the cut scenes in it. <laughs> you think I'm joking, but this is really what happened. BFI has no, I believe the cut, you. has the the best cut yeah. remastered by the way. Yeah, 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 in yeah. anamorphic. Yeah, yeah. And the documentary Without the footage that it had in it. You get the bootleg, it has the complete movie and the complete documentary. I would, I would love for them to have like the best cut one, but then the documentary have the scenes. Yeah. And you'd be like, wait, why did you just put the scenes in? Why didn't you just put it back in? If they got the if they got the, the the AOK to put the documentary uncut on the DVD, but the, the, the cut that they have on there is edited, I love it. Yeah. Okay yeah, guys. Adult. Amazing. I love it. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, say goodbye to 2013. Say hello to 2014. See you guys.